the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. <laughs> All right. Friday. Woohoo! I am out from the Den of Thieves and back into my own studio. The Den of Thieves? Yeah, state capital. Well, you can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just saying. All right. So. They had something on Baker today. Oh, yeah. Did you see Baker it on the was, front page? Yeah, he was on the front page, like, pleading not guilty to the yep. fraud thing or whatever. Yep. I mean... You know, that He's indictment's work, been They're ha- working a deal. That's what they're trying oh, to do. Oh, that indictment's been hanging over that dude for a long time. Yes, it has been. And and I wonder, what, what's the what's the deal that they're working? Probably he'll tell them everything he knows for no prison time. That's what I would say. And, and are is. you thinking like, and when you're saying everything he knows, are you talking about like, like Judge Maggio, or are you talking about, no. I guess, the whole the whole thing? I'd, I think they got Gilbert because Maggio gave him some information. I think there's another person's rear end that's hanging out in, oh, in, oh, the, okay. in the in the uh, the air, and they're going to get him too. So beyond those two crooks, you think there's somebody else? Yes, this, I do. Okay, and you think the feds are after that guy? I think that has been their main target all along. Ah, okay. I wonder who people are speculating that is. Now, I, I would tell you my speculation, but I don't speculate like that on Yeah, you can't. You can't. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why like the FBI come to your house, right? <laughs> Just need to go ahead, man, and quit dragging it out. I mean, you're done. I mean, by the time they come to your house, dude, they've been on you for two, three years. Yeah, I mean, they got you. Times. They got yeah. you. They ain't just showing up on a whim, right? It's not the local cops, man. It's the FBI. So I mean, you might as well just tell what you got to tell. Well, here's it's the, over. Here's the thing that you know. I I know Gilbert really well. Oh, really? Got, yeah, I've been. You know, he was the only only uh, Republican in the state Senate. When I started doing my live broadcast from over at the Capitol back in 2003-ish. And, wow, how uh, things have changed. Oh, yeah. yeah he was it's the, a sea of red over he was kind of the Yeah, well, but he was kind of the man okay. for the Republican Party okay. as far as that was concerned. And then he got off uh, center somehow. I don't know what exactly happened. I think perhaps as you read that article today, you saw that he's got to go into treatment for drugs and alcohol they said that when he was arrested uh he tested positive for alcohol and uh you know uh, speed methamphetamine yes oh now that'll rot your brain straight up yeah, i mean so you might as well just, just go home and eat some drink he, for some I mean, some some reason he wow. got, he got hooked up on that drug and i've heard what it's done to a whole lot more people oh, than wow. just him wow well you know i had read that when he left state government, he never registered as a lobbyist. He was going to be a consultant, mm-hmm. and I guess that gets him around some rules. Well, and, he was he went from being a state senator to mm-hmm. working at UCA, if I'm not mistaken. Was that when the gambler was over there? That degenerate gambler dude that you know always talked about Jesus. Um, you know, he ran the school for a while, and he owed like half a million dollars to the casinos. Um, no, I 
You know, that I'm, guy. I'm not sure. Was he there at the same time? Yeah, that was. Um, who was? Was it Harden? Yes, Lou. Lou was that guy's first name, yeah, right? Lou yes. Harden. Yes. Yeah, that dude was just. And they like, came down with brain cancer. I don't know if Lou's still alive or not. Oh, he had brain cancer. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, don't I know never if read that. If he still does or not, I know he had surgery for it. Uh, Lou Harden, if you knew him personally, yeah, great guy. Wouldn't have known he had any kind of gambling problem. Big time. It was like a half million dollars or something. And it was all slots. How's that one for you? No way. Yeah. You'd have to live there, man. Yeah, I guess he did when he was traveling. I mean, you'd have to live there mm-hmm. to run up that much of a slot. Wow. So interesting, but uh, there's a lot of weird wow. things that have happened over, I would think, the last six years. I didn't know the dude six years. I didn't hear that. Yeah, wow. yeah. But, but, but you don't know if, if – I don't guess he was there at the same time as Lou Harden then. Uh, maybe that was, I don't – I don't okay. know. I have to, okay. plead, have to plead that I don't know. Was he a Republican? Uh, Lou, yeah, oh, yeah, he was. He was okay. pretty, pretty straight conservative guy, except really for the was. gambling. Except for gambling, yeah. Wow. You know, everybody doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, or whatever. There is no man holds any office in this country that's perfect. They all have well, you know, something wrong. Jesus never ran for election, so you know. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, probably would never got and, elected because he spoke the truth. You know? He had problems. He had problems. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got problems. They're humans, right? I yeah. mean, you know, everybody's everybody's got a. That's the whole thing, you know. And you, you and I have talked about it before. You know, trying to, you know, legislate moral choices. I mean, you just you can't do it. You know, you can't you can't make every per- every personal man will people. make their own decisions. You can't do it. You can't stop freedom of decision. Yeah, just bad personal decision making. You can't, you know, you can't outlaw it. You can't stop it. Can't yep. do it. I don't disagree with you. By the way, Man. did you see the article today in the paper about the guy that's building, uh, helping to build one of the marijuana processing places down in Whitehall? Lying about where he lived? Y- yeah. <laughs> so filled out two government forms. How he didn't think they'd figure this one out. And they're, and they're notarized. Said, yeah. Said Did that, it in Colorado and here. That's correct. Oh, they're going to get him. Yeah. Well, I wonder what it means for that for that company. I wonder how Maybe much. Maybe he defrauded them. Yeah, he could have. I mean, I is wonder, that a felony? You're filling out a government yes, form like that, right? I mean, it's yes, a felony, yes, right? Yes. So that's two felonies. Yeah. I mean, where did he live? Did he even live in either one of those states? Know. Was a dude in Texas or something? I we mean, who knows, we right? We have no idea. And he owned, <laughs> was it four? About four almost, 4.46 is yeah, what it said 5%. for the Arkansas one. But I I, I never read where. Um, they didn't say what he owned in, in Colorado. In Colorado. Yeah. yeah, so 5% here in, uh, in Arkansas. And. You know, that's going to be a significant amount of money coming his way. Just 5% of that business. He's not getting it now. Yeah, well, I would not think so. <laughs> yeah. Don't bet on it. Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, he's yeah. in trouble. I mean, if, if if they've already had the Alcohol Beverage Control Board look at that, then, you know, they will they can prosecute that dude. I mean, he's made the yes. press now. He's in trouble. Yeah. yeah. He's in trouble now. Yep. There's some things. There's fire in this one. FBI is going to just out. smoke. How about Roger Stone today? How bizarre was that? Roger Stone. Okay, he's the guy that uh, was friends with oh, Trump and oh, all of that. That's right. That's right. They I raided. Saw something they about raided that. his house this morning. FBI. Yeah. Oh, they locking him up. <laughs> you know. Well, they he appeared in front of court. Getting, he's out on on bail, quarter of million dollar bail. Was this uh, after they raided his house or before? Yeah, after. Oh, okay. okay. After. Okay. So okay. he's out. And it's just it just says if you're a Trump associate, they're going they're coming for you. 
I'm just going to tell you, they're coming for you. They, that's why Manafort, of course, is in all kinds of deep doo-doo. You got uh, uh, Cohen. You now have uh, Stone, all of them. I think you got a guy like Manafort, and he's fleecing all these people, and he's obviously getting all this cash out of like the Ukraine and those Baltic nations. You yeah, know? if they want to go for him, uh, yeah. getting him for you know tax evasion and stuff, I can understand oh, that. He, and he never registered as a foreign agent, so they get him on that. You know, and then I listen to Cohen, uh-huh. and Cohen is saying, you know, they're threatening me if I say anything, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, Come dude, on, you're saying whatever you got to say on, in man. your mind to cut down Come your on, prison man. time. That's <laughs> what you're saying right <laughs> if now. If Trump actually threatened you... Come on. That would be in the news. Yeah. Well, it's in the news, but if you had like a recording it. of Trump saying, hey, man, you know, I mean, come on. We know better than that. Yeah. But the There's Manafort Stone thing, walking down the courthouse steps right there. Picture oh, of him man. coming the, down. The Manafort thing, it, it almost leads me, when, when all the coverage on him, I'm thinking, this guy was fleecing everybody. He had his hand out. He was getting all the money that he could. Did he get involved, you know, in that Trump campaign? To try to load up on extra cash. Don't know. Right? And and does Trump not even know about this? I mean, is he also conning Trump? Well, here's you see the what key. I'm saying? None of it has to do... Now, let's remember why Mueller came aboard. Russian collusion. Right. None of this has anything to do with Russian collusion. It's all been... A wild goose chase. That's exactly what the president said, and the president's correct. Well, you know... Manafort was cheating on his taxes and taking all that foreign money and parking those offshore accounts. Yeah. So they'll get him for that. And then they're going to get Cohen on cheating on his taxes with that millions of dollars on the taxi medallions and how he was hooking that in. And I think that's why you got uh, Giuliani on TV talking about organized crime because of that whole taxi scam deal. So, I mean, again, that's, you know, that's criminal behavior on both of their parts. And. Both of them, you know, just uh, fleecing people and lining their pockets with ill-gotten gains. But, again, does not say that Trump is working for the Russians. That is not in no, <laughs> that is not in those not two things. not a word about that. Right. And they've never said anything about any money from Manafort going to Trump, nor have they said anything about any of this taxi cab medallion millions. I mean, this guy had like a lock on the taxi industry. And I mean, I bet he was bad when Uber and Lyft came to town. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because he had like a lock on the taxi industry in New York. I mean, <laughs> how many millions of dollars is that worth, right? But they're not even saying that any of that money went to Trump or Trump was even involved in the no. taxi cab scams. Uh, and, and, and that's what I said. <laughs> if you're a friend of Trump and they were doing the the searching for collusion, they went through and looked at everything with a fine-tooth comb, and they found things that the guys were doing illegally. By the way, I just got a text, and they say, Dave, you're right, Baker was a music teacher at UCA when Lou Harden was oh, there. Oh, I thought so, man. Word around town is that uh, uh, Baker has been on meth for years. Really? What's he look like? Because, you know, he that deteriorates pretty, people. The picture wasn't bad. I thought it looked him Word around pretty town good. has been on meth for, for many years. For a long years, time, huh? yeah. For a long time. Man. That's a sad story. I mean, I'm just telling you, it's a sad uh, story. Oh, you that know? drug addiction thing is. You know, it's all the way around. Sad, yeah, it's just, it just a terrible yeah. thing. All right, Matt Smith is here. Of course, the owner and main bottle washer for Riverdale 10 for the Hot Springs VIP Cinema, the Cabot VIP Cinema, 
the VIP Cinema in Searcy, and we're going to talk movies today. Uh, you're going to love what they're doing at Riverdale 10. If you watch the uh, uh, Academy Awards, all those movies, the best pictures are going to be showing there. You'll want to go see that. that. And then we'll tell you a whole lot of other things that are going on at the theater. All that's coming your way in a moment. Let's get a quick break in here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're back in the studio today. 101.1 FM, The Answer. Okay, back to movies now. <laughs> I'm just glad Pull the, the camera. Range, I'm just glad when we're all fair. The camera sees us but doesn't hear they us. They can't hear us. The, the camera can't hear us. Do you realize you know. how much trust we put in Russ? I'm, I'm telling you, because <laughs> we just gave out the winning lottery numbers. We were just getting our numbers back and forth on that, and I don't want nobody else to have them. No, I don't want so. them to have them either. I, I want to win Saturday night. If you win Saturday night, fifty percent. Of the full Monty would be pretty close to $100 million. Whoa! That much? It's up to that? I mean, it's crazy how many people play that now. You know? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's, Unbelievable. it's crazy. So Saturday's the, Saturday is uh, half Half will be 100, 100? Pretty close. Let me make sure. Okay. What if, I'll tell you back. Maybe it's, no, it's $50 million. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The whole, Still, the whole thing's at, at about 100 I'm going to buy gotcha. a ticket. Of course, yeah. Just so course. that I can be in the join because I know it's only $50 million. But <laughs> I get a kick out of it when I talk to people. And they go, I'm not playing this week. It's only worth $13 million. As though you can sneeze at $13 million. You know, when they went in down there, they got a tank of gas, a pack of Lucky Strikes, <laughs> a pint of Captain Morgan, and two scratchers. You know they did. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, they're playing. Hey, man, you can't win if you don't play. I got to <laughs> tell you, I'm, I got. Oh, uh, I got here. You look at what you looking to see what the current amount is for the for the drawing. OK. All right. Here's what. OK. I, here's what I got. I got another. Got a lot of people listening to the show. Right. Right. Be, well, I mean, probably people to chime in because Baker did all that stuff in Conway and he was so local and Lou, know, this thing's been dragging Lou out Harden for a long time. OK. Was UCA president from 03 to 08. Okay. Five years. OK. Baker was at UCA till his election in 2000. Left employment at the university while a senator and came back in 2012 after his term ended. No doubt, though, that as a senator for the district that included UCA, they would have known each other. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, but they were not there at the the same time. That's why you listen to this show. Okay. That's why people listen to the show. We talk about what's going on locally. And people get all the information to me. So I will thank them. Uh, for uh, sending, I won't say who it came from. You would know them. I'll just tell you if I said who that came from, you would know who it was. Yeah, but you're not. So would say you? It. You're not going to say you it. would know. No, I'm not we can't give up it. our confidential sources. No, I mean, I we're like BuzzFeed. We can't. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope people look at me a little bit better than say, BuzzFeed. I had to say it, man. I'm sorry. That old BuzzFeed deal, man. To the point that the prosecutor comes out and says it's not true. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. Sorry. And I, and that's one thing I will actually give a positive to Mueller about is that he came out and said, that ain't true folks. Didn't happen. Maybe he thought about it, but it did not happen. Okay. So I want to, I want to talk about Riverdale 10 because here's the key. If you missed any of the best picture nominations during the year, now's your time to go see them before the award ceremony. Yes, and I'll tell you what's going on now. Riverdale10.com. So buy your advance tickets right there, Riverdale10.com. 
Uh, you can see the full food menu, luxury leather, electric recliners with tables and reserved seating, over 40 different beers, eight different wines, whatever you might want to snack on at the movies, from cheeseburgers to French fries to onion rings to, to handcrafted made-to-order pizza, four cheese mozzarella cheese sticks, Nathan's hot dogs, state fair corn dogs, it's good food. pretzels. I'm just telling you, it's good food. Key lime pie, chocolate peanut butter pie, ice cream, popcorn, gets free popcorn. Now you got what? Labali? Ba- La yes, local. It's local. Yeah, I know yeah, it is. Local. And it's like organic, yes. isn't it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's good. Oscars. Okay. Okay, back to the Oscars. We are playing this week, Riverdale10.com. Best Picture nominees, A Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book. Got to see that. The Favorite, and Vice. Now, Green Book is also playing in Cabot, so yes, just started. I can catch it up in Cabot. Just started, yes. But, I mean, it's held over at Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those nominated for Best Picture. Uh, also playing The Favorite, which is nominated for Best Actress. A Star is Born, nominated for Best Actress. And then, of course, uh, for Best Actor, Vice, A Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Green Book. For Best Director, Vice, The Favorite, for Best Supporting Actress, The Favorite has two nominations, and If Bill Street Could Talk is nominated. Best Supporting Actor, Green Book. Best Supporting Actor, Star is Born. Best Supporting Actor, Vice. Now, uh, The Favorite has been nominated for 10 Academy Awards, and Star is Born has been nominated for 8 Academy Awards, but all those Academy Award-nominated films, Vice, Green Book, The Favorite, A Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, if Bill Street Could Talk, all playing at Riverdale 10. Riverdale10.com for your advanced tickets. Uh, we're showing movies at 11 a.m. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday morning this week as well. Get your tickets right there. You got something? Go yeah, ahead. I was okay. going to say, Green Book has got to be yes. considered an inside favorite now that the Directors Guild gave it best the best director. I've been preaching for three months to get you out to see it. I don't know I why. Know. you got to see it, man. you got to see it. Now, we held over Glass, which was the number one film in the nation Good last movie. weekend. Glass is still playing. Of course, we're playing The Upside with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. I was told that was a really good movie. Uh, on the Basis of Sex, which is the uh, Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg uh, Supreme Court Justice story, that's playing. Uh, new Today Nationwide from 20th Century Fox, The Kid Who Would Be King, PG. That's playing. That's got a really good rating today. Merlin and the whole bit, yeah. yeah it's got it's an cool. 86. A good, yeah, good family movie. That's a B-plus, man. That means it's a good, good family movie. family movie. And then we're also playing Antiquities, and that is a film that was made in Arkansas with an Arkansas crew. Um, got some Arkansas actors and, and, and people in it um, filmed around Little Rock and North Little Rock. So check out Antiquities. Riverdale10.com to get your tickets. Of course, uh, at all four theaters, we get the free popcorn tub. You buy the theater group popcorn bucket. I got mine. You get free popcorn on Wednesday. And for Thursday through Tuesday, you bring it in. It's just $4 to fill it up. It's 200 ounces of popcorn. It's good till the end of this year for all of 2019. You can use it at all four locations. Riverdale and Little Rock. Hot Springs, Cabot and Cersei, uh, bringing in Thursday through Tuesday. You don't have to be watching a movie. You're getting off work or whatever, just swing by, spend $4, get you a nice, fresh bucket of popcorn, take it home. You come in on Wednesday, it's unlimited all the popcorn you can eat on Wednesday by just buying a movie ticket. Get there, get your ticket, fill it up, eat it, come back out during the movie, get you another bucket full. On your way home, you're walking out the door, you're heading to the house, grab your big old bucket of popcorn, take it home with you. 
Can't beat the theater group free popcorn bucket. Can't beat the popcorn they sell. You guys got the best tasting popcorn around. We're striving to get it right. Make sure you stop by the uh, condiments counter there with all the eight different flavors of popcorn salt and all the free butter you could possibly want. Two butter machines. Got uh, two ticketing kiosks at uh, Riverdale and also in Cabot now. Got the two butter machines going, so make sure you stop by there for that. Yeah. Riverdale10.com. Click on menu to check out the full food menu. Uh, now, we'll be bringing in uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? That'll be coming back next week. And we'll also have um, uh, Cold War. And we will also have uh, Ed Attorney's Gate all nominated for Oscars. Uh, also coming in next week is Stan and Ollie. So Riverdale10.com. That looks like a pretty good movie. Yes, sir. Riverdale10.com for more information. So make sure you check that out. Now, if you're uh, up north <clears throat> in the uh, big city of Cabot, uh, where your favorite radio yes. host, Dave, resides. Yes. And I would take it that he's going by to see Green Book there this weekend. Yes, I am. There you go. Okay, so if you're in Cabot. Plus, I'm going to go see The Boy Who Would Be King. You know, it's just a good family movie. I mean, it, yeah. it's PG. You know, you can take the kids. It's it's a kind of a modern, it's a modern telling of what? Oh, I'm sorry. All right, so uh, we were talking, Yep. and uh, we were going, and I didn't look at the time, and we got into the fault. news. So I'm going to roll back <laughs> for Matt, and right. you can pick up uh, where, wherever you ended up at. Well, I think we were starting with Cabot. Yes. So uh, CabotVIPCinema.com, and I was going to tell everybody what's playing up there. Now, we started the Green Book today, which is up for all the Oscars, so you got a chance to see that in Cabot. And, of course, Kid Who Would Be King, uh, which is brand new. Uh, today it's got a PG PG rating. Bring the whole family. It is a modern retelling of King Arthur. Yes, and his court and Excalibur, and it's just set in 2018. It's pretty cool. Uh, number one film in the country uh, last weekend, Glass, with uh, Bruce Willis and uh, Samuel Jackson. Uh, that's still on the screen. We're holding over the upside with Kevin Hart and uh, Brian Cranston. Aquaman is still playing. A Dog's Way Home. Escape Room and uh, Bumblebee. Those okay, are all still let me playing. Make sure everybody understands. Escape Room. It, when people talk about, it, they go, "It's a horror movie." No, it's not. It's a thriller. There's a difference between the two, and Escape Room is very well done. Psychological thriller for sure. Definitely, definitely. Uh, go to CabotVIPCinema.com to buy your advance tickets, and of course, we have the luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Full food menu there. All four locations have the same food menu uh, with the chicken strips and pizzas and cheeseburgers, as well as popcorn and candy and frozen Cokes. And But all have the same food menu. So you get that great food at all four. And, of course, gift cards are available at all, uh, all four locations. They can be used at all four locations. The free popcorn bucket can be used at all four locations. And we have a rewards program now. You can sign up at the theater, get your rewards card. Every time you spend money, you get points, and you can redeem your points for free items at the theater, free concessions, free movie tickets, that kind of thing. So be sure to sign up for the rewards program. It's my favorite four-letter word that starts with F. Free. Okay, okay. Well, we're buying it. We're buying it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get the rewards program, sign up for that. And, of course, we've got a new um, 
mobile ticketing service. If you uh, go to there and buy tickets online, uh, you can register and going forward be able to purchase tickets with just the touch of a button. So uh, cabotvipcinema.com. And uh, we'll be looking next Friday to try to bring in some of the more uh, uh, more of the Oscar winners in Cabot, like uh, maybe do Vice next Friday, get that into Cabot. And, of course, uh, tickets are already on sale for the big big films coming up uh, this spring. L- uh, Lego Movie 2 starts February the 8th. Those tickets are on sale. Uh, also on February the 8th, we'll have What Men Won't. Uh, on the 13th, Alita Battle Angel. Also on the 13th, Happy Death Day 2. Also on the 13th, Isn't It Romantic? Uh, on the 22nd, uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3. And on March the 8th, Captain Marvel. All those tickets are already on sale uh, in uh, Cabot and at Riverdale. Riverdale10.com and Little Rock, CabotVIPCinema.com in Cabot. Now, if you go a little further north to White County, and you'll get to the Searcy Cinema 8. That's SearcyCinema.com. And in Searcy this weekend, we have the kid who would be king. That's plain. And, of course, we're going to play Green Book because uh, I agree with Dave, obviously, that Green Book is kind of the inside favorite for best director, best picture. Yeah. It's kind of the inside favorite. And, and and I love the film. So we've got that in Cersei now. Uh, Glass, The Upside, Aquaman, Escape Room, A Dog's Way Home, Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse, and Mary Poppins. Uh, Mary Poppins is also still playing in Cabot. And, of course, we still got Mary Poppins on in Hot Springs. CerseiCinema.com. And, again, full food menu there. Uh, you know, food for the kids with popcorn, candy, and and uh, hot dogs, concession items, but also hot cook, made-to-order fresh food uh, for the adults. Check the food menu there. Free popcorn bucket. Get all your tickets at CerseiCinema.com. Sign up for the rewards program. Good at all for Check out the new ticketing one-touch mobile app we have. That's all playing. Uh, we start the remodel of Cersei in March. We'll be putting in the luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating in Cersei uh, in March. Uh, when we get that finished, we'll come back and remodel the restrooms, uh, and then we'll come back into Cersei and put in carpet and drapes and floor lighting, um, new screen skirts, new screen masking, all of that uh, to bring Cersei up to um, – to what we have uh, at our other VIP locations. And uh, we won't close the cinema. Uh, we just do this one room at a time. So at the Cersei Cinema 8, we'll be showing seven movies while we remodel one room. Then we'll open that room up. We'll remodel the next room and so forth until we finish. But uh, that starts in March. CerseiCinema.com for more information. Recliners and uh, all new interiors coming to the Cersei Theater. Okay, question. Yes, sir. Okay, you've been doing Every one of your theaters. You started with yes, Riverdale. Yes, How many years is it is it taking you to get all your theaters up to date to where you want them? Uh, they'll never be where I want them. Okay. It'll be something new every year. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it'll be something new every year. Like Because um, I know at Cabot, you still got 3D that you're putting in. Yeah, I'm still working on Cabot. Um, in Cabot, we are, we're going to uh, replace all the urinals in the men's room. And then once that's done, the restrooms will be finished. We went into Cabot and refurbished the restrooms, got in some new mirrors, uh, new granite countertop sinks, look good. faucets, uh, all new partitions and stalls and doors. 
Replacing the urinals in the men's room should have it done in the next couple of weeks, and we'll be done with the restrooms there. Uh, we added a second ticketing kiosk in Cabot, so we've got right. two. We added a second butter machine in Cabot, so we got two. You need that just when I show up. There you go. We got the private club permit in Cabot <laughs> now, so you can't have an I adult my, beverage. I've got my ticket. Make sure you become a private club member. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, we serve beer and wine at Riverdale Ten in Little Rock and at uh, Hot Springs uh, at the uh, Hot Springs VIP Cinema. Uh, and then in Cabot, we're going to add Real D three D. I hope to get that installed in time for Captain Marvel to be our first Real D three D movie. That's March. Yeah, we're trying to get that in. We've got to get a new screen put in. Wow. We've got to put a silver screen into that room. And I've heard back from Real D. I'm trying to see when they can install the equipment. And then I want to see when the screen can be installed. We're trying to get that done by March for the Real D. Um, and then we'll spend uh, the spring remodeling Cersei, try to get everything we possibly can done. Then we'll have to stop, get through the summer, come back in the fall and finish up Cersei with the goal of finishing Cersei by Thanksgiving. But I think we can do half the building. There's eight screens there. I think we can get recliners in four screens before the summer. Then get through the summer and do the other four screens or start the other four screens on August the 15th. Yeah, see, people don't realize how much work yeah. goes into doing that. I, I, I'm i lucky. I know Matt really well. He, he and I have worked together doing the classic movie for years and years and years. And uh, I kind of watched uh, Cabot get fixed up and it is amazing to me at how much work goes in to get those recliners in well you've got to take out the seats that are in and then you've got to rework all of the flooring uh then you have to run the electricity then you have to install the new seats so it is it is an intense process for sure for sure and but but we'll we'll do that in two parts in Cersei and and try to do half the building this spring, get through the summer, do the other half the building, and then finish up our remodel in Cersei so that we're ready for say the Thanksgiving season with a one hundred percent redo. Um, <clears throat> and then I think the next step in Cersei, which will probably be twenty twenties, we'll do an all new parking lot there. That'll be wow. the next step in Cersei. Uh, but in Cabot, we should be done by March with uh, the restrooms and the uh, the real D, and then we'll see how Cabot does. But at some point, uh, I want a twelve screen in Cabot. You know, at some point. Now, I don't know when that point will be. Uh, I want to see. This will be our first full calendar year where we're all recliners and we have our private club permit because we finished up our recliners back in May. So we only had recliners six months last year. So this will be our first full calendar year with, with all recliners and our private club permit our adult beverages, and all of our food. Okay, now, so am I right when I say mm -hmm. it looks like more people come to Cabot than ever before now as they find out you got such great theater there? Um, Well, you know, I wouldn't say as ever before, but I think the response has been great. Um, I'm kind of shocked sometimes – uh, you know, we went. We we had all recliners by May. I had people coming in at Thanksgiving that did not know we had recliners. Oh, I know that, but I'm and just I saying don't now know that they're how, learning it. I don't know how because we're on the radio with you. Mm-hmm. We've ran Facebook ads, Instagram ads. We've we've ran newspaper ads. I don't know how they don't know, but they didn't know. Uh, I'm hoping by now word is out. And then of course you can't advertise a private club license, right. so they've just got to come in and notice that. But I'm hoping that the that the business is there and. You know, basically, if we can get Lono County people to spend their money in Lono County, then Lono County can have more. Correct. Um, so, you know, if the response to the customers are there, I can see Cabot becoming a 10 or 12 screen. That's what I'd like to have. What is it right now? Eight? <clears throat> it's an eight, eight okay. screen right now. You know, an eight screen right now. And and as you know, um, when I started with it, it was a four screen. 
with no stadium seating, 35-millimeter yeah. film projectors, and analog sound. I know. So we have come a long way. Yes, you have. Uh, in, trying to, in trying to modernize there. But but that's the goal. And, and I mean, we'll see. We'll see what it can do this calendar year. And we may be able to do more in 2020. Maybe faster. In hot it works. There you go. In Hot Springs, um, we have, uh, we're in the process there of putting in a new parking lot. Uh, adding more screens, putting in a new front facade, new uh, neon and LED lights outside, new parking lot lighting, new parking lot, expand and remodel, refurbish restrooms. Um, we've got the steel on site. Uh, we've got the metal part of the building on site. Uh, the footings are in. Uh, if the weather holds, we will pour concrete uh, for our footings and our foundation Monday. Oh, wow. Uh, and on Monday, uh, we start the restroom renovation uh, plan on having the restrooms renovated by March the 1st. Uh, if we can stay on track with our steel and everything going up, we'll have the new auditoriums in Hot Springs open by the first Friday in May. That's the goal. Uh, now, this past fall, we put all new carpet and drapes and screen masking and screen skirts in the current auditoriums that are in Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. So that's been finished. Uh, but we hope to get the uh, the restrooms done, then get the steel and concrete and heavy work uh, started on the addition uh, then start on the parking lot. It's amazing so. about how nice it is. When did, what was it, three years ago, four years ago, you put the first recliners in uh, Riverdale? We did recliners in Riverdale uh, in, uh, let's see, Riverdale would have been 16. 16, Six, okay. 16 I it was for, earlier than that. But 16 okay. for Riverdale and then 17 for Hot Springs and then eighteen for um, Cabot. So this is an and now ongoing, nineteen Cersei. You've got you've had this planned out for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. And and if we get the customer loyalty, you know there will be more. Uh, I want them to be as nice as they possibly can. And and you and I have talked about this before. Uh, part of it, you know, part of it is, um, you know, part of it is the fault of the people that run these cities. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of it, but then part of it is also just the general public's fault. You know, when you get in your car and you drive somewhere else to spend your money, then you keep your hometown from having nice things. Yeah, when you drive 35 miles away to get the exact same thing you can get in your own hometown, that's kind of stupid. It hurts your hometown. At least that's the way I look at it. But also, I think a lot of the local government policies hurt you know hurt hometowns too. I mean, and, and you and I have talked about the the dry county thing and how archaic and dumb that is. I mean, we've got uh, casinos now in Arkansas. We've got a lottery in Arkansas. Got medicinal marijuana in Arkansas. And I have been told that recreational marijuana will be on the ballot in twenty twenty. Yep, I've been told that. <clears throat> and and I I feel like it will be because the people that are writing these ballot titles know how to get them on there. And they certainly know how to gather the signatures. Uh, casinos coming in so it's kind of it's kind of crazy you think about there's 33 states that have recreational marijuana and 10 states or excuse me 33 states that have medicinal marijuana and 10 states that have recreational marijuana Uh, and then you think that in that lone oak county and white county in arkansas you can't buy a beer and millennials don't understand that when millennials can touch their phone and have groceries and clothes and tvs and furniture and pets and medicines dropped off at their house. Anything, literally, the next just day, about anything. The next day, sometimes the same day, and then you tell somebody like that, "Well, you're going to drive to Pulaski County if you want to get a cold beer." It, they don't grasp the ignorant stupidity behind that, and and it's it's such a now culture when you go with young people. They don't, you know, 
that is just archaic. And then you think about in the past 20, 30 years, the sheer volume of tax dollars that Cabot and Lono County or Cersei and White County have lost by people going to Pulaski County to spend their money, and you force it on them. And it's not just an alcohol sale. You want to go to an awesome top-scale restaurant, you got to leave town because to make a living, restaurants have to serve alcohol. So you go down to this restaurant and buy you a meal and maybe some alcohol or not, but the tax dollars go to another county, another city. While you're there, you might watch a movie, buy a TV, buy a pair of jeans, buy some shoes, whatever, you know, because you've been forced by your local government to leave town. Now, nobody outside of Cersei is going to do anything in Cersei. All right. I want you to hold your thought. I'm, I'm going to let you rant a little okay. bit longer, <laughs> but we got to do that after a break. And that's coming up right now. I'm so sorry. I just ruined Matt's day. Well, you didn't ruin it for me. It didn't help it. Well, no, I, did, I just <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize that, man. I did not realize that. Wow. Okay. All right. So let, let's just go back and okay. let you pick up with what you you said. You were having a conversation with someone from like the alcohol board or something. Yeah. I, well, no, I was talking to I was talking to I was talking to my attorney. Now we're on record here okay. live. I was talking to my attorney okay. uh, that that does uh, alcohol related things for my businesses, and he feels like um, you know that recreational marijuana thing will be on the ballot. I mean, that just seems to be. I what, can tell you, it's going to be yes. there because I had David Couch here in the studio, and he said that they figured that by twenty twenty that enough people would be swung that way mm-hmm. to uh, vote for it. Yes, and it'll pass. Marijuana. Yes, and he'll be pass. the guy that'll get it on there, and it'll pass. You know, he's the guy who can do yes, it. Yes, yes. He's proven that. So, that being said, you, you, you think about basically two years from now, if it's on the ballot in November of 2020, it'd be the law by January of 2021, right? Well... <laughs> Two years from now, you could have recreational marijuana, but we still have dry it go counties. In, it go into effect in July of 2021. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But but we'd still have dry counties. It just seems archaic. And and <clears throat> people aren't used to that, which is, you know, I think it hurts your local economy because then you train a segment of your population to leave town and spend their money. And when you're in a town like Cersei or Cabot, nobody that doesn't live there is coming. You know, nobody's standing around in Little Rock or North Little Rock today or in Conway, and they're saying – Man, I you get in the car and go to Cabot. You know, that's just where they I got need to everything be. they need right here. Right, Why would right, they go right. up to Cabot? Why would somebody in Little Rock or North Little Rock or Conway go to Cabot to do anything? And in the same vein, why, if you're in Cabot, you got a lot of good little restaurants there that are excellent. You got a great movie theater. You got all the things, the amenities that you want. Why do you want to go to Little Rock? I don't. I think some people do, though, in a dry county because it's forced on them by that law. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, get an argument about that. To Cabot, it doesn't a, help them. Let's put to it that Cabot, way. a lesser extent than Cersei. Yeah. See, and so if you're in Cersei and your business is trying to operate in Cersei, your customer base is Cersei. Nobody from Conway or Jonesboro or Little Rock or North Little Rock is coming there to do anything. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to survive as a local business in Cersei, you need to keep Cersei citizens in Cersei spending their money. And if you have a stupid law like Dry County forcing you to not be able to offer a service that is offered at a restaurant or a bowling alley or a music venue or whatever in Pulaski County, then you are asking the citizens to drive to Pulaski County to spend their money. And here's the other thing. Well, they're also going to buy gas. If, or whatever else. if you've got to go and, 
and you can get a license to be a club and sell alcohol, how many people want to go on the internet or call the restaurant and ask them if they have a private club license so that you can get a beer with your meal or a cocktail? They're not going to do that. Okay. I mean, just about every uh, uh, restaurant that I go to Mm -hmm. in Cabot has a private club license. Right. So why do you why do you stay with the dry county thing? I don't understand. You've already, in my mind, been defeated. I think they stay with that because they don't want liquor stores. You know, I think you that's can why control they do. how many liquor stores you're going to have. Well, yeah, I, I think the average citizen walking around doesn't realize that it's based on population per county. Yes. So you're only going to get. X stores per number of people that live in the county. That's the law. So I, I think people walking around that are uneducated on alcohol law think that just they're just going to pop up, man, and we're going to have liquor stores like gas store uh, gas stations. Well, you can't. I'll tell you the <laughs> you know? first place to look to put a liquor store if Lone Oak County goes wet, and that's over in Lone Oak because right by Cabot, which is big city in Lone Oak County. You already got two of the biggest liquor stores right right there right now, but they're in Pulaski County. That train has left the station. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that want Lono County to stay dry. Well, We're staying a train. I can imagine. It's if just, you're sitting right there. It's like yeah. when you're talking gambling. Tun- trade. Tunica wasn't given, you know, Arkansas money uh, to get, get to free gambling, you know. They weren't paying to see – more business come in that they had to beat back right it, it it's the, the average person walking around the street doesn't understand the law and they don't understand that it's i think five thousand people per liquor store permit and they're trying to, they're trying to change that now uh at the uh, state house i think they're trying to go up to 7500 right which would still make sense yeah. you know i mean i'm not saying you need proliferation of liquor stores in a county right. i'm just saying the county doesn't need to be dry yeah. you know and, and these crazy rumors circulate like you know people would say well there's no there's no alcohol in Cersei because harding university buys up all the licenses well no you can't buy an alcohol license. <laughs> you know? Yeah, say <laughs> just stupid comments like that. Nobody can buy an alcohol license. I it's granted you. to you or right. not. We're going to continue to the conversation eight two three zero nine six five. You want to get involved in the conversation? Feel free to here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And don't forget, we're live on uh, Facebook today. Facebook dot com slash Dave Ellswick Show. All right, into the uh, three o'clock hour. Uh, we were sitting here talking a few minutes ago about Bill Seifert not being reelected uh, mayor of uh, Cabot. Yeah. It is now Ken Kincaid, mm-hmm. who is uh, an accountant, mm-hmm. uh, former chairman of the Cabot Parks and Recreation Commission, mm-hmm. former president and vice president of the Cabot Public School Board. Seifert, a business owner and former spokesman for the Cabot Water and Wastewater Commission, has been in office since 2011 so uh kincaid won that race 57 percent to 43 percent so there's where you're at at this time just so you know yeah okay kincaid that is your the new mayor of uh, of cabot gotcha Gotcha. and uh, i didn't know his background so Mm -hmm. he has quite a bit of background that people would have had some some good ideas of you said it was school well, board he was guy. school board president, mm-hmm. uh, evidently parks uh, commission president. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, he's an accountant now. Yeah, now he's the mayor. County's mayor. Okay, now he's the mayor. Local cabinet guy. I'm gonna have to get him on. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to call him, get him on, and and see what he's thinking about about Cabot. What was yeah. it that you liked about uh, uh, Seifert? You you like the previous mayor? Yeah, seemed to be pro business, and I like the fact that he was working on the infrastructure because he was trying to get the exits and bypasses done for Cabot. And and well, he's got that new one done. Yeah. I mean, they're building it now. Awesome. That's awesome. That's great. Cabot needed that because you know, he had all the congestion on 89, which is also Main Street. Yes. And so, I guess he was you said he was from 2011 to 2008. 2000, yeah. 18 rather 18, 2018. Yeah, so 7, seven years. years. 7 years. So, I mean, to me, the infrastructure's come a long way in that 7-year period of time. I'm glad the bypass is in there. I'm glad there's some relief on Highway 89. You know, there's some things I don't get, like, you know, I don't get the water park thing. You know, I don't really get that. And the taxpayer, I didn't get that at all. <clears throat> taxpayer paying for that. And I just wonder, like, I wonder if there's like a like a like a company or a dude who goes to like municipal league meetings and convinces all of these cities that they need an aquatic center. Because all these cities spend millions of dollars on aquatic centers. They did I mean, that. It's, Cabot did it. Cersei just did it not too long ago. Cersei spent $6.5 million to put a hole in the ground up there. That's what their swimming pool cost. And in its first year of operation, it lost $302,000. That's so, not pocket change. No, 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 no. So after you took in all your paid admits, you went $302,000 in the hole. So basically every day you were open – you just walked down the parking lot, set a thousand dollars of the taxpayers' money on fire, and then like, yeah, I mean that's what that's it amounts a good to. way to put it. It's just insane. And then and then they'll have the guy speak to the city council. And I wonder sometimes if these guys that that tell these stories when they're making these presentations to the city council, or they are on the city council, or they are some kind of local official. I wonder if one, they're just ignorant and they have no concept of economics or business education building it is one thing keeping it running is another maybe this guy majored in finger painting in college or maybe didn't go to college i don't know or or if they're not really not really dumb they are smart and educated and they know they're lying right which is mm-hmm. are you lying or are you just ignorant or, I mean, or, or is this just thoughts in your mind? If we kind of the field of dreams mentality, if we build it, they will come. No, I mean the guy says stuff like, "Well, you know, we had we lost three hundred two thousand dollars this year, but we're going to have to operate a year or two to see really what we can take in. Oh, of course, and that's what our expenses—that's going to be their first argument. And what's our expenses? Or what our expenses really are? And then he says we had these one-time expenses, and I'm thinking to myself. Can somebody from the city council get up and walk around and slap him? <laughs> or do y'all believe this, too? Because a one-time expense does not exist if you're open. I don't care what your expense is. If you bought some carpet, you got to buy it again. If you bought a chair, if you bought a towel, if you bought some swim fins, if you bought some goggles, you right. got to buy it again. I mean, I'm getting ready to put recliners into the Cersei Theater, right? be the fifth time we've reseated it. You know, there is no such thing as a one-time expense if you're open <laughs> and if you're a one-time expense doesn't exist if you're building in the future yes and then you and then you think we're going to cut our call or cut our losses in half dude if you cut them in you know or we're going to cut our losses he says well if you cut them in half bro you'd still lose one hundred fifty thousand dollars of taxpayers money and then he says it's a quality of life issue right oh yeah and that's, and one, that it's, of, that's that it's one of the big right, issues right and that it's that it's important you know 
I mean, I tell you right now, nobody that's getting ready to open up a business is sitting around talking to the other people that they're involved with, whether it's their accountant or their banker or their lawyer or their spouse or other people that they work with or their board of directors saying, now, wherever we locate this business, there's got to be a public swimming pool. If there's not an aquatic center in that town, we can't open a business there. Yeah, it's like we've got to have an aquatic center, man. If I'm sitting well, we there thinking about here, it, right? And Cabot, uh, where are they going to oh, no. go? Are they going to go to a small aquatic center, or I'm are they going to go to Wild River Country? I'm just saying, man. Right? Nobody's doing that. Nobody's sitting around saying, you know, we need to buy a house in that town, but it's got to have an aquatic center, man. If I ain't got an aquatic Within center, very short. If they don't have an aquatic yeah. center in that town. We're not buying a house there. You know, forget what the house costs. Forget what the neighborhoods are like. Forget about the schools. Forget about the streets. Forget about the police protection. Forget about the fire department. Right? Forget about all that. I'm going to live in this town because it's got a swimming pool. I mean, it's just ignorant for somebody to say something like that. And then you waste that $6.5 million. It's bad enough to do something like that in a town like Cersei or Cabot and just waste taxpayers' money. It's ignorant. It's wrong. You should be taking care of police and fire protection sanitation, water, streets. That's your job if you're a city. Mm-hmm. Police department, fire department, sanitation department, water department. Public safety. That's it. Fire, take care of police and fire protection, the streets, the trash pickup, and the water system. That's it. And then you go down to Crime Bluff. Good old Crime <laughs> Bluff. Okay. Now, your town is known as Crime Bluff. That's your town's nickname, Crime Bluff. And we're not talking about rapes, armed robberies, strong arm robbery, theft, property crimes, you know, car theft, nothing like that. We're not talking about assault, assault and battery, simple assault. None of those crimes are out. We're just going to talk about straight up homicides, straight up murder, okay? Killing one person a week, bro. So what? <laughs> murder. You, just murder. What should you be working just on? Just murder. Just murder. Just murder. We kill him one person every seven days in Pine Bluff. 52 people killed last year. Not even talking about any of the other crimes, okay? <laughs> and then y'all going to get together a plan to save your city, and you're going to call your group, go forward Pine Bluff, and y'all's big idea, man, is to pass a tax, and you're going to raise $20 million over the next 10, 20 years or whatever with your tax. And this is how you're going to save Pine Bluff. I'm not making this up, bro. Okay, <laughs> I hate to even say it, right? They're going to put an aquatic center downtown, bro. An aquatic center. All right? I mean, are you going to go swimming in your bulletproof vest, right? <laughs> they put a new library in, in Crime Bluff, in downtown Crime Bluff. Their plan to save the city is well, that's an got, aquatic center that might and a have, library. That might work. People will be spending your time at home reading. And they're going to refurbish, Instead of shooting gonna refurbish their arena. They had a basketball tournament down there, an arena that holds... 12,500 people, and 2,000 people took the time to show up, you know? That's their plan to save their town, a swimming pool, a library, and remodeling their arena, man. They don't even have a fully staffed police force, okay? Now, I mean, the stupidity of that blows me away. Here's my idea for you, 20 million, okay? Here's my idea for you, 20 million. And I think this will solve your problem. And it will change the name of your town. It will not be called Crime Bluff anymore. Mm -hmm. Take a million dollars a year over the next 20 years. Okay, get that million dollars a year to police salaries, right? Based on the headcount of their police department, that will bump the pay of every police officer twenty five thousand dollars a year. 
So the guy was going to start at twenty five thousand dollars a year. Now starts at fifty. A guy was, that was making fifty is making seventy five. The guy that was making seventy five, which is their chiefs, now making a hundred, right? And all of a sudden, you have the highest paid police force in oh a three or four hour drive. Now you got people that are top cops in Shreveport, Bossier City, Little Rock, El Dorado, Texarkana, Vicksburg, Jackson, Dallas, applying for jobs there. Now you got real police, right? You're not shorthanded. You got 100% everybody you want working there. 100% staffed. Mm-hmm. You got plenty of cops. Right. But you got real police. And you can buy new cop cars. But you and got real you can police. Buy new armor. Right. But you got real police yes. now. Okay. Yes. Right. And you can make a crackdown on crime. You're not understaffed. You got real cops. Okay, you're not throwing some 21-year-old kid that barely got out of the police academy out there with a revolver and a flashlight that may or may not work and a bulletproof vest that's five years old and a car that's got 200,000 miles on it and telling him to fight crime. If you do that, now your name is not Crime Bluff anymore. That saves your city, not a swimming pool. True. I don't get it, man. True. So whoever's selling these swimming pools, that dude's the greatest salesman of all time, dude. He could sell ice to Eskimos. Yep. Whoever's selling these swimming pools, because he got one sold to Jacksonville, got one sold to Cabot, got one sold to Cersei. Now then they sell them on the Pine Bluff, you know? <laughs> it, it blows my mind that that's when, the plan in think, Pine Bluff. When do you think Jacksonville gets theirs? They got one, oh, man. Do they have they one? got one. Oh, I didn't know they had one. Oh, yeah. Right. Jacksonville passed this cool, awesome tax in 1995. That they said, man, it's going to help our town. We're going to fix this place up, man. It's going to be great. We're going to put in these new city offices, this new community center, and this new gymnasium. Get this whole thing going for you guys. It's going to be awesome. They passed that tax in 1995, spent that millions of dollars of taxpayer money, and the population in Jacksonville continued to drop. Man, just imagine that. A new community center and all that gym equipment and everything. Didn't get no new businesses in, in, in Jacksonville. Didn't get anybody to buy a house there. And then as soon as they got that tax paid off, they come back and they said, guys, got to have water park out here. Got to have this swimming pool. Got to have water park. Let's get this tax passed in Jacksonville. Man, it's going to be great. Economic development, economic development, economic development. Man, it's going to be good. They put that in Jacksonville, and guess what? The population of Jacksonville continued to fall. No new businesses moved to town, and nobody bought a, bought a house there because they said, oh, Jacksonville's got a new community center and a new water park. Oh, my God. We got to get a house there and open a business. Come on, Leroy and Bertha, load up. Jacksonville, here we come. <laughs> Didn't happen. Today in 2019, Jacksonville's got a lower population than it had in 1979. That's how sad that is. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get back to talking motion pictures here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, did you know that there's uh, 567 different ways to claim your Social Security benefits? There's 2,728 rules in the Social Security Handbook. And, you know, Uncle Sugar has told the uh, Social Security Administration they're actually forbidden to uh, offer you any personalized advice. So you're totally on your own. No wonder why as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year. You can learn how you could wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits in an up-to-date guide to Social Security. Get it from David Lucas, host of the David Lucas Show here on 101.1 FM. The answer every Saturday at uh, 10 o'clock and 3 o'clock. And uh, learn everything you need to know about this by getting your free guide to Social Security by being one of the first 10 callers right now. 
at 501-653-6690. You don't want to leave thousands of dollars on the table. You want to get back every nickel that's rightfully yours. So call 501-653-6690 or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. That's 501-653-6690 or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, let's talk movies uh, one more time specifically now because I know you're going to want to do something you got this it. weekend. We're on the off weekend uh, for NFL. Super Bowl is next weekend. So what are you going to go do? But well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go see some motion pictures. we got to see Green Book. Now, that's on my list for Sunday. Yes, sir. And now in, in Sarcy, we're playing Kid Would Be King, Green Book, Glass, The Upside, Mary Poppins, Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse, A Dog's Way Home, Escape Room, and Aquaman. That's uh, CerseCinema.com to get your advanced tickets there. And, and next week we'll bring in uh, Vice and some of the other Academy Award-nominated films there in Cersei. Now in Hot Springs, oh, that's HotSpringsVIPCinema.com. Make sure you go there and you look at the food menu. Now all four locations have the same food menu. And we do the free popcorn on Wednesdays at all four locations. And, of course, uh, in uh, Hot Springs and at Riverdale 10 in Little Rock, we have uh, over uh, – 40 different beers and eight different wines. So make sure you check that out. Now, in Hot Springs, it's hotspringsvipcinema.com. Uh, we've started the uh, remodel uh, of our restrooms, putting in a new parking lot, expanding the movie theater, remodeling there. We're playing new today, The Kid Who Would Be King. And, of course, we uh, are also playing Glass, which was the number one film in the country uh, last weekend. A Dog's Way Home exclusively. Uh, in Hot Springs at our location. We're playing Aquaman. And, of course, we're still playing Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, HotspringsVIPCinema.com for all your tickets. And, of course, uh, in 2019, uh, all 11 Disney motion pictures will be exclusively at the Hot Springs VIP Cinema. Uh, so if you're looking for Captain Marvel on uh, March the 7th at 7 p.m. is the first showtime. Those tickets are already on sale. <clears throat> and they're on sale at all four of my locations. But in Hot Springs, it's HotspringsVIPCinema.com. Captain Marvel tickets also on sale in Cersei, Cabot, and Little Rocket, Riverdale. And uh, coming up, uh, we'll have How to Train Your Dragon 3 at all locations, and that is February the 22nd. Uh, February the 8th, Lego Movie 2. February the 13th, Alita Battle Angel. Also on February the 13th, Happy Death Day 2. Uh, also on February the 13th, Isn't It Romantic? And on February the 8th, What Men Want. Now, all those hit movies for February are coming up. Uh, I tell you, February the 8th, the floodgates open. You know, January, it's been kind of a slow movie month, and people have been getting out and watching the Academy Award and Golden Globe nominated films. But in February, the movies are coming up. And those movies are, uh, those tickets for those movies are already on sale at all of my locations. And of course, Dumbo, I will be playing at all four yeah, locations, March 29th. Movie. And uh, exclusively in Hot Springs at the Hot Springs VIP Cinema. Hotspringsvip.com. So that's what's going on there. Catch out, catch all the Academy Award-nominated films now at Riverdale. So we're playing them all there. So, you know, if you're looking for the best picture, best director, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress movies, those are really the top six categories. They're all on at Riverdale 10. We're playing Vice, Green Book, The Favorite, A Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, If Bill Street Could Talk. 
All of those are up for Oscars. Uh, Holding over Glass, which was number one last weekend. The Kid Who Would Be King is new today. Antiquities, which was filmed in Little Rock and North Little Rock. We're playing that. Uh, The Upside with Kevin Hart and everybody's favorite from Breaking Bad. Everybody loves everybody loves it. Cranks and yeah. wine, yeah, they love that guy. On the basis of sex, which is the uh, Supreme Court R B G story and uh, PG thirteen. dot com. Be sure to check out the uh, free popcorn on Wednesdays. Get your theater group free popcorn bucket. So be sure to check that out. And then if you're in Dave's hometown, it's Cabot dot com. And of course, in Cabot, we have. Kid Would Be King, Green Book, Glass, The Upside, Aquaman, A Dog's Way Home, Escape Room, and Bumblebee. Mary Poppins is also still on in Cabot. And we had some Cabot customers ask us about the Academy Award-nominated film, so we're bringing in Green Book. And, hey, if people come out for Green Book, we'll bring in some more next week. Maybe Vice. You know, might get that in there next week. Okay. See how that does. But um, Green Book's a must-see. I mean, I can't believe you hadn't seen that I'm one. seeing it on Sunday. I know you saw Star is Born, which is awesome. It's yeah. a great movie. I know was, you saw Bohemian Rhapsody. But I think for a Green Book, this is the first time it's been in Cabot, though. Yes, yes. Okay, so yes. I haven't seen it. I've been yes. looking at other ones. But now, it's been on at Riverdale since uh, mid-November, since it came out. Been on at Riverdale see, I, for a while. If I got a great theater like we have I, there I in Cabot, I'd I stay in Cabot. What hey, can I tell you? I agree. I agree. I hope people come out and see that movie. It's just a tremendous motion picture, and I, I, I love those films. Green Book, Bohemian Rhapsody, and A Star is Born. Loved them. And and Vice, uh, Vice, I can see why they nominated the film. Um, the Favorite is up for 10 Academy Awards. Uh, you know what's interesting okay. about the, fa- the Favorite? Okay. Is that the guy who directed The Favorite is mm-hmm. the same one that did The Lobster. Yes, yes. And they're both independent films, but this I mean, this guy one's up is a for fantastic 10 academy- director, evidently. Yes. And, and and Vice is a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it does go off on the kind of a strange political tangent. And the favorites up for ten Oscars. That's a great film, right? But man, my top three: Bohemian Rhapsody, A Star Is Born, Green Book. Cannot go wrong with those three movies. Now, I'm going to tell you, man, they're good. Critics are saying yeah. that if you had to pick between the favorite. And Mary Queen of Scots, go at Mary Queen of Scots. It said it mm. said it's got more action in it. Yeah, we played Mary Queen of Scots for a couple months at Riverdale. I know you did. It, it was it was a good film, but um, well, that whole period of history uh, true, is true. very interesting. But the three must sees. Okay, okay, go ahead, hit them the again. Three must sees: <laughs> A Star Is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book. Those are the three best movies that came out between the end of summer and the end of the year. All right. Matt Smith, of course, he's on just about every Friday. Might meet Miss next Friday, but... You out uh, next Friday? Yeah, I'll be here. Oh, you'll be here? I'll make, I know yeah. I'll be here next Friday. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not I'll, going to Super Bowl, man. He'll be here. He'll be here. Oh, I'm not going to Super Bowl either. I, I got mean. kids now. I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> Time for us to get out, get ready for the news. That's coming your way, Matt. I'll see you next Thank Friday you. here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 101.1 FM, The Answer. Stay tuned. The news is next. Find out about the president. He says the shutdown is over. <laughs> I got to laugh. That's good, Carl. <laughs> good. <coughs> Carl Kimball's here, by the way. Well, you're supposed to do a half hour. You want to do an hour today? I'll do as long as you want, Dave. Okay, we'll keep you for an hour today. Give me give me a little bit of insurance, and I'll talk to you about anything. Yeah, you we're going to talk that. about insurance first. That Carl's been in the insurance business 
for a long, long time. 44 years. Complete, uh, you know, transparency on my part. Used to be my personal uh, insurance agent uh, until about, what, five or six years ago? Yeah, left me high and dry. Sorry. That yeah. happens sometimes. Yeah, it happened. I have to come back and, and look at you, though, because... Well, I'm still around. Yeah, I know you are. I'll just get you on the phone. We'll talk it over. What do you think? Well, Dave, I'm just delighted to be here and honored to have been asked. Well, listen, he's getting around it now. He's going to uh, answer my question. Yeah, just you call me anytime. I'll you got my you. number. Yeah. You got my number. All right, so let me ask this question. What's the biggest changes going on right now that everybody needs to be aware of? There's always th- things in insurance that people You mean need. insurance, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. Well, hit me with the hard one right away. Absolutely. One, uh, Get that out of the way. The rest of well, it's a breeze. I tell you, one thing that's that's perhaps hard for me is I'm kind of a dying breed, you know, kind of like our old buddy Bill, you know, in his independent record yeah. store. Used to be record stores everywhere, but now, you know, go online. He's the only one. Your, he's about the only one left in this area. Yeah. And, and because uh, the change in the economy is that the millennials Millennials aren't going out and buying nope. albums. They're just downloading stuff and listening to what they want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And and th- there is a pretty big change going on in the insurance business now, I'd say, and that more and more companies are going to this online model where, gosh, you know, I do everything else on my phone. I live on my phone. I breathe. I bank. I, so I, why I, not? I, I look for dates. So what? Why not I, insurance? I everything. Right? I barely look up from my phone. So you know, this is the the new trend is that you know if if you buy your insurance on your phone too, gee, then you'd never have to look up from your phone. <laughs> and uh, so you know, That's and, and it's not just not just that, but of course, uh, all companies, even companies that have independent agents now, are doing side deals where you can go online and do everything online. Yeah, and uh, you know that's probably fine for some people, but uh, for folks that go online and buy their insurance online and they don't have an agent, uh, if they're not very sophisticated about insurance, they're going to find that there are going to be times that they're going to find that they've made mistakes in having the insurance that they need mm-hmm. because they don't have somebody who has their interest in mind who's looking out for them. And of course, I'm kind of a dinosaur, and I know that my kind is fading out, and one of these days, just like the independent record stores and and many, I soon there'll be a robot doing your job, and yeah. and robot doing mine, and 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 I'll be old enough by then it won't matter, I suppose. But for the, I'm already getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, at, at least for now, there are still a lot of people who'd like to be able, if they have an insurance question, to talk to somebody. They not just that they'd like to be able to call somebody they know that knows them and say to their agent. This is what's happened to me. What do I do now? Or how do I deal with this? And um, that's, I, I'd like to think that's a valuable commodity to be able to get good advice. And they on don't your sound insurance. like Alexa. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't get me started on robo calls and robo this yes. and robo that. But uh, I, uh, I do have to say that you know there's going to be a, a growing part of the population that are used to living in their own world, living with their eyes glued to their little phone or device, and that are having less and less human contact. They don't want to go to the bookstore. And that's another thing that we got less of is bookstores because 
you know, who buys books. Just go on. And if you do buy them, you go online to Amazon and have it sent to you, and that way you don't have to have any human interaction. You and I have talked about this, and I talk about it on the air, and I still got enough (coughs) enough listeners that want to hold a book in their hand that they can rationalize in their mind that we got to spend millions upon millions of dollars for a public library when I say, no, you don't. Well, Dave, I'm also someone who likes to hold a book in my hand, and I've been collecting books for over 50 years now, and, uh, you know, my dream when I was younger was to someday have an enormous house with one of those enormous libraries with a a ladder ladder that you you slide around, around. you You know, because I wanted to have that many books was my goal in life, you know, and I didn't quite maybe make it to having the uh, uh, English manor-sized library, but I did get to the point where I've got every room in my house has bookshelves, every bookshelf's full, every bookshelf's got books stacked on top of the books, and, and there are piles of books at the bottoms of the bookshelves in some rooms and 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 yet i'm still addicted to them i um, i still buy books uh, almost monthly and and now the only difference is that now i've I've quit collecting now i read them and give them away to people that i think will enjoy them right and so that's been the biggest difference but i'm I'm like you i want to hold a book in my hand and read a book yeah. And and a lot of people, when they have a problem on their insurance, they don't want to call an 800 number and be on hold and talk to someone they've never seen or heard before or never will see and hear again. They don't want to have to go online and figure out computer programs. Uh, a, a bunch of, you know, several hundred of my customers want, when they have an insurance problem, to pick up the phone and call Chanel Insurance and say, Carl. I, I had just it had, read. I just had this happen, or yeah. I, I'm about to have that happen. Can you help me out? And yeah. What do I do? Yeah, and that's because I specialize in that. Uh, I'd like to think there's a value added for being able to have an agent. So uh, as long as there are people that want to have somebody that they know to deal with in order to take care of their insurance problems, there will still be a market for independent insurance agents. It's a narrower market than it was when I was young, for sure. But it's still there, and there are still people who appreciate that. And, and that's what we specialize at at Chanel Insurance is we specialize in giving personal service. And, uh, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn too hard, but when someone buys insurance from me, I try to treat them like a friend. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I'm real close friends with a lot of my customers and kind of good friends with some others. And some others, even if I don't know them well and I can't honestly say that we're personally friends, I try to give them the honest service and the good advice that I would give if they were my best friend or my brother or my sister buying insurance from them. I try to give all my customers the kind of advice and the kind of help with their insurance that you'd want your best friend to give you if your best friend was in the insurance business. Okay, so let me ask this question. Somebody's listening to you right now says, that's the kind of agent I want. Should they just pick out, you know, your insurance company typically sends you at the beginning of the next six months or 12 months a package that says here's what your insurance does and here's how much it's going to cost. Should they – somehow send that to you and let you sit yeah, down and well, look at it? That, no, a lot of people do that. It's not really necessary. Uh, it can be helpful to me in making sure, uh, you know, it's, the way my partner puts it is if, if, if your doctor 
uh, was going to look at you, and you went to the doctor and said, "Tell me what's wrong with me, but you can't examine me." That's kind of like yeah. that's kind of like uh, not looking at somebody's insurance and make being able to give them insurance sense. advice. But that makes sense. But but it, you can give somebody an insurance quote without doing that, and we often do. But uh, yeah, the uh, thing is, if you're not a hundred percent satisfied with the service that you're getting, if you're buying a lot of stuff on your policy. If you look at that package and you get it out and it's got about 20 things you're getting charged for and you don't understand all those things, you know, say, right. say, do I really need this? Do I really need that? Am I getting the best insurance for my money? And what does that do? If, yeah, you know. and, and then you know, it, when you get your insurance renewal in the mail, just give us a call at Chanel Insurance. We're in the book. We're on the web. Uh, 221-2128, you call us up and say, I'm interested in getting a quote on my insurance, and we will do a thorough job of discussing what you need and getting you an offer that fits what you need. You're still right across the street from Kroger yeah, there? I'm on, still in the uh, same place. On it, 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 the, the only tough thing about that location is that since they put that traffic light right there where the Kroger is, yeah. Our driveway is just past that, so I got to slip past that light and then jump in the suicide lane and sit there with my <laughs> hand on the horn every morning while the traffic goes by, hoping nobody pops out in the suicide lane right. and coming right at me. But, but yeah, that's where we are in that one-story strip shopping center, one four three zero nine West Cantrell. It's the West Side Plaza, and there there's a subway and some yeah, doctor say office. Subway right next to you. Yeah, there's a liquor store on one end and a dry cleaner on the other end. So you know, insurance being in the middle is probably perfect that's there. a good place that's a good place to go easy to reach and get to so when we come back we got to get a break in let's talk specifically uh people go out many times and buy the cheapest insurance that they can find <clears throat> then they find out they're not covered enough by almost you know all they're covered is by the state minimums and you don't want to just be covered by the state minimums let's just talk about that when, right. we, when we come back carl kimball is my guest uh, Chanel Insurance is, uh, of course, his business. He's been in the business, as you heard him tell me, 40 years. So he knows 44. You know, he knows what he's talking about. In August of this year, second week of August, I will have been in radio for 50 years. Way to go, Dave. I've been hanging in there. I'm a vanishing breed, too, because they, they want to do all, you know, same talk show hosts every don't you, know, you find those robot fm music stations incredibly boring uh i do yeah because i get tired of the 40 song songs that they play <laughs> all the time all right let's take a break it's uh about uh, four minutes until uh four what is it four o'clock already it's moving fast don't forget about sunny's auto salvage rd uh is part of my uh uh you know power panel it's your number one choice for recycled auto parts here's what Sonny's Auto Salvage does. They take a car that's been in a, you know, crash uh, that, um, you know, the the insurance people say it ain't worth fixing. So uh, RD goes out and finds the well-maintained one, total loss vehicles, and he buys them. And then they take all the usable parts off of that car. Could be the engine, the transmission, and all kinds of hundreds of other parts test all of those parts, make sure those parts work well, and then uh, when that part goes wrong on your car, instead of going out and buy a, buying a new part that's going to cost you twice as much or buying a new car, which is going to, well, it's just kind of crazy to do it that way because you maybe take you 
three months to pay off the 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 repair and it's going to take you seven years to pay off the new car so you go and see somebody like Sonny's, like i have and you have them drop a new engine in your car or you put a new transmission in your car or even a new taillight on your car and you save money this is where recycling really pays off as i've always said and have used on my show i would go green when it saves me green and i can tell you using recycled auto parts will save you money Uh, i just had a motor put in and a transmission it cost me right around five thousand dollars if I'd done it with new parts, it would have been about eleven five. So that was a savings there. If I went out and bought the car, which is my Acadia, and got a new one, it would have been $10,000 more than the car I was driving, plus it would had been put on probably a, a five- to seven-year note. That's a lot of money. I, I'd much rather pay less. You call RD at Sunny's Auto Salvage. She'll save you some money. Your car will run as good or better than it did. Just talk to him at 982-7451, 982-7451. Okay, back with you. Carl Kimball's here. Full disclosure, I like to do that. Carl is uh, a very good friend of mine. He fills in Thank for you, me Dave. here on the show. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great thinker, and I love having him fill in well, for me Well, thank you so time much, time. Dave. And you're going to get your shot about maybe two months after my birthday. All right. I'll be I'll calling probably, you to I'll come I'll probably in. be around then. No, unless you're, unless you're going out and doing another cruise. Uh, well, you know, I only get one 40th anniversary, so <laughs> had to have that one. I tell you, I'm, I am so, so blessed uh, for three reasons. I'm, I'm blessed because God blessed me with good parents who raised me in a Christian home. There you go. That modeled what it meant to be a man and to be an American because for the second place, I had a beautiful wife who's shown me for 40 years what true love is like. And third, because the insurance business allowed me to make a decent middle-class living without having to work for a big corporation or wear the suit and tie and be one of the uh, uh, faceless minions of some giant machine <laughs> I was a tiny cog in. At, at and, one and, time and, in radio, I didn't have to be yeah. a time, tiny cog, but... Yeah. Now it is. And that and the friendship of good men like you have made my life pretty good, I've got to say. But let me zero back in on yeah. something that you mentioned just before the break. You talked about people that might find they just had the minimum amount of insurance yes. that the state required. not a required. good idea. Well, no. You know, it, it, it depends. If you're if you're an 18-year-old whose insurance is so hard uh, high that you can hardly afford it and you don't have two nickels to rub together and not much to lose anyway, getting minimum limits for somebody in that situation it's a perfectly legitimate thing to do to keep your price affordable but if you own a home if you got any savings if you got anything to lose in life you're foolish to carry the minimum limits because you could lose it all in an accident even though you're insured and and here's getting back to what i was talking about before how you get your policy in the mail it's got all these charges on it the state of arkansas requires that insurance agents offer you and and requires that we include on your policy, unless we get you to give us a written rejection, a half a dozen 
not mandatory coverages for you to take, but mandatory for us to offer. And I'll bet that 90 to 95% of the policies out there have got all six of those optional coverages on them. And I'm here to tell you that most of them are just worthless garbage. Now, there might be some cases where some people might get some small benefit from them, but the benefit's never very big. And if everybody in Arkansas went through and just deleted their personal injury protection, even their uninsured motorist coverage, that's not essential. You don't have to buy that. And if you deleted that and took the money you saved from taking that off your policy and used that to double your limit of liability so you had better protection in case you had an accident, you'd be far, far better off in most cases uh, than if you spent your money on those optional coverages and and then made up to make it affordable by carrying low limits of liability. And another thing is deductibles. The most expensive $500 of insurance that you buy is if you're getting 500 deductible, that thought difference between the 500 and thousand dollars is a lot. It's it's the most expensive insurance that you're buying, and and if you think, well, gee, I can't afford to raise my liability up from the minimum to say two times the minimum or to 100, 300, 100, mm-hmm. I can't afford to do that. Well, maybe you could if you. Push your deductibles up to a thousand, and I've been recommending everybody carry a thousand dollar deductible since that was a high deductible, and it's not really anymore nope. in today's climate. And I had a good friend of ours that you know complaining to me the other day of grouse and that oh man, I got to pay a whole thousand bucks. I can't afford that. How am I going to come up with a thousand bucks? Because he had he'd hit a deer and he had a thousand dollar deductible. I said, well, you know. We can make it five hundred if you want to pay a couple hundred bucks more a year. We can make it a hundred if you want to pay several hundred more a year. But think of the number of accidents that you've had in the last five years and how much you're saving compared to carrying that low deductible. Right. And you can afford to eat the difference between a thousand deductible and five hundred or two fifty once in a good long while if you're getting that savings of sometimes hundreds of dollars a year uh, every year in between. So, you know, it's a matter of being smart with your insurance dollars. Spend it on the stuff that's really helpful to you and don't waste it on the stuff that's not as helpful to so you. They, they, did they stay with the thousand? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once, we, once I said, "Yeah, it'll cost you this much extra," he says, "No, leave it the way it is." <laughs> well, that's the way you make and, your decision. You know, you just have to be you have to be smart about how you spend your dollars. It's like everything else in life. You know, uh, it'd be great to have one of these great, big, huge, beautiful rolling palaces, almost brand new and under warranty, with all the backup lights and everything, but. You know, if it's going to cost you half your monthly paycheck to make the nut on it, maybe you should go with something a little more modest while you save up your pennies and make sure you got a rainy day fund. Make sure you're putting some money aside for a rainy day. Okay. You know, there was a guy that worked with us on Axe the Food Tax some okay. 17 years or so ago. His name was Homer. I, I'm getting old, and I can't remember his last name off the top of his. He's probably gone now because he was in his 70s then. But uh, Homer was on the uh, one of those Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow shows on another channel I heard one night, and he gave some of the best advice I ever heard anybody give in my life just about as far as finances. He mm-hmm. said, however much money you make, live on 70% of it, put 10% in an emergency fund, yep. Put 10% in your long-term savings and yeah. give 10% away to something that you think's wise. Yeah, your church. And, and yeah, and, <laughs> and if, you, you know, if you did that, you'd never have money troubles. 
Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, and uh, just like with everything else in insurance, uh, you got to you got to measure your risks, you got to measure your costs, and see where your money's most wisely spent. Yeah, well, I remember my father saying almost the exact same thing that he said. Well, if your dad said it, then I must be on the right yeah, track. Yeah, well, and I I looked at him. I said, Dad, I don't have ten percent to pay myself because he always said, "Pay yourself, pay first. yourself ten percent." All right. No, he said 10% pay the church, then pay yourself. All right, 10%. And I said, I can't do that. And he said, then you owe too much. Take a look at what you're doing with the rest of your money. Wise man. Yeah, he was. Third grade education. Okay. But he knew he what he was talking sense. about. Yeah, he did. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Carl Kimball's going to stay with me for another half hour. We could stay the rest of the show, but I got other guests that are coming on, so I can't just boot them off. So anyway, Carl will be back. We'll talk more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get back. It's 4 o'clock. Some of you are going home. You lucky dogs, all right? But enjoy your weekend. Why don't you enjoy the weekend? Nothing happening this weekend as far as football. The Super Bowl's a week away still. Yeah, well, the All-Star yeah, game is kind of... Is yeah. kind of uh, Eh, ho hum. Yeah, the ads that they're running for makes it look like a cartoon, doesn't it? Well, you know, I kind of quit watching it years ago because they weren't really trying. They were just going for a Hawaiian vacation, and it didn't matter who won. Yeah, and 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 they're playing flag football is what they're playing, basically. So anyway, with that said. Get down to the real thing one last time in about another week. I mean, if if you got the money, you know, if I go see a movie and go to dinner – and with uh, with the luscious Linda, we're looking at probably a uh, hundred bucks. All right. If I don't do that, I can go to the track and have some fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I love going out to Oaklawn. I I grew up. Uh, my mom was born in Louisville. Uh, after I graduated from high school, they moved back to Louisville, Kentucky, two miles. I can tell you're from there because I hear that you say it right. That's right. Two two blocks There's away. There's no S in Louisville. No, there is not. And it's Louisville. And uh, and it sounds like you're rolling it around in your mouth a lot. But whoa, the bo- <laughs> whoa, whoa. So the sounds bo- like you got a mint julep about <laughs> two-thirds of the way down. <laughs> yeah, maybe a couple of them. But bottom line, they were two blocks away from the Downs. So when I would go back home, I'd stay at home to go see uh, the, the, you know, the Kentucky Derby and I could uh, sit in the backyard the day before. It's a lot easier listen. to get down there now that they've opened that up to five lanes all the way. Yeah, but I went when that was first completed. It was Memorial Day weekend last year. My dad and mom are buried right next to that road just right before you get to Hot Dixie Springs. High, is it? Oh, oh, okay. Go, oh, there's a, there's a veteran yeah. there's a veteran cemetery. They were yeah. both World War II vets. And there's a veteran cemetery on your right just before you get to Hot Springs, coming just before you get to that new freeway overpass. And uh, so I, I thought, well, it's Memorial Day. My wife was off doing something else, and I was just trying to get in some yeah, tooling it's a around. Much easier ride. I, I was just getting in some tooling around in the crossfire yeah. with the top down time. And I said, I love I'll, it. I'll go down and visit my parents' grave. So I went down, and I was astounded. I got down there because they had all five lanes completed, and it was 
beautiful, smooth yeah. as a billiard ball, all striped, everything nice all the way. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They had orange barrels blocking the outside <laughs> lanes all the way. They're completely finished. No reason for the barrels to be there, right. except probably that some blankety-blank politician needed to be seen cutting the ribbon, you know, on Tuesday oh, or something. Okay. And so I'm driving out there following some some slowpoke down, you know, between the, the cones and the yeah, orange barrels right. thinking, dadgum politicians. Yeah. Why don't they just knock the barrels off the side of the road and let us start using this baby? Yeah, you would think that Oaklawn would have talked to them about that. Yeah. Well, this is after the season closed, I think, because this is Memorial Day. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but anyway, now when you go down, it's going to be a very smooth and, and considerably it safer is. trip than it used oh, to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not. And I imagine the cops are still going to be watching for your speed, so oh, still yeah. be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go slow. Yeah, go the go go with the rate. You know, the, within the speed ten miles limit. an hour. Yeah, anyway. typically, <laughs> typically, unless they need money. All right, so we we talked about state minimum payments, and we talked about you know your deductible. <clears throat> What other things should a person be asking you about? Well, yeah, it depends on what kind of insurance you're talking about, of course. But and, Let's and, talk and full we do, coverage. And, and, and we do not only auto and homeowners insurance, but we do a lot of business insurance. And especially well, – I still have my life insurance with you. Yeah, I think so, you do. And, you know, and, and we do life insurance. We've heard my little buddy Reese talking about life insurance yep. on your radio station yep. lately. That kid is so eloquent, and, and he not only is able to say that, eloquently but he understands what he's saying he's one of the smartest five-year-olds i ever met it's hard to believe he's only five he's sometimes. good man he's, he's Those a are sweet great little, ads he's a sweet little kid and very spiritual and very intelligent but uh, besides the life insurance really probably what i spend 60 percent of my day working on uh, or more is uh, business insurance for small businesses and uh, here's probably where i don't make better than a modest middle class living but i feel good about myself is that i don't turn anybody away no matter how small mm-hmm. and there are a lot of folks that they don't want to fool with the guy that's trying to find a $500 or $600 a year policy to have liability on his independent yeah. contracting business so he can go hire himself out and make some money but nobody's too small for me cuz i feel like any time i can help uh, an independent businessman stay independent by helping him get affordable insurance. I may not make much money on it, but I'm doing something not only that just adds incrementally to my success and to my business, but I'm helping the United States of America keep a capitalist system alive. Because contrary to uh, the AOCs and other people <laughs> who hate capitalism and think yeah. that socialism is the coming way, I'd refer you to uh, Venezuela, Cuba, uh, any country that's trying socialism. Over in Europe. Yeah, you know, in, in Venezuela, they've eaten all their zoo animals, and they're wiping with all because they got no toilet paper. Yeah, they're eating their pets and their zoo animals, and they're wiping with leaves because that's the great benefit of socialism. And uh, the people that think that socialism is going to be a better system for them and make their lives happier, more prosperous than under capitalism are, are just miseducated. Yeah. And, and of course, miseducation is a whole other show that maybe we can do another time. Yeah, we will. Perhaps. But uh, if if we're going to continue to be the United States of America, it's pretty important that we maintain a capitalist system in which small businessmen have got a chance. And so I help them have that chance by getting them the insurance they need at an affordable rate. 
All right, Kevin wants to talk to you from hey, Cabot. Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. What's your uh, question for Carl? Well, I got an 03 Dodge Ram 1500. Uh, right now, I've got full coverage on it, and I asked the other day what it would, you know, how what my bill would be if I put liability on it. It was only going to save me thirty dollars a month. I don't know if it's worth it to. To save the thirty dollars and then have to pay for it out of pocket if it's totaled, or or if I have a wreck, or if I should just keep the full coverage and you know I might get two or three thousand dollars out of it if it's totaled. Hey, yeah, that's a really good question, uh, Kevin. And uh, what what year did you say your Dodge was? Oh, three. You know, if somebody comes to me with a, a car. Even if it's an older car, if they want full coverage on it, I'll get them full coverage on it. But I, I usually tell them that that if your car is over ten years old, and, and of course now, as Dave and I were talking about during the break, cars have gotten so expensive that this advice may be slightly obsolete. Generally speaking, if a vehicle is over ten years old, then most of the time you're better off self-insuring on it rather than carrying the coverage on it. But what you need to do if you really want to study this up and make an intelligent decision on it is go on one of these websites that tells you what your vehicle's worth. Tell you what, if you had to go out and buy a truck exactly like yours with the same mileage and just as old as yours, what it cost you to buy a, a truck of that year model and that mileage? So once you know that, now you know about what yours is worth and then you go and you say, how much is my insurance company charging me for collision and comprehensive? And you take that value of your vehicle, you take your deductible out of it, and then you divide it by the cost of your insurance, and you're seeing then whether you're getting a reasonable value for it or not. Uh, most of the time, uh, I'd say on an 03, usually I'd carry liability only. Now, I got a I got I drive old cars, so I got an 06 and an 07, and I keep full coverage on them because they've got enough value that I wouldn't want to go completely naked if they got totaled. But I carry thousand deductible on everything, and that's one thing. If you think that you wouldn't want, if your truck is still valuable enough that you wouldn't want to take the hit on losing the whole thing, look at your deductibles and see if going up to a higher deductible would make it a little more affordable. And and, and also, like I said before. Uh, look at some of those optional coverages. If you got a whole bunch of garbage on your policy that you don't really need, like accidental death, it, it, you know that only pays if you're in a car accident. You need to have enough life insurance to cover you if it's not a car accident and you die. And if you do have enough, you don't need that. And and there are other examples that we could give you. The medical payments, I think, is almost a waste of money to buy that medical payments. That's that's not a lot of money, but that's some money that's flushed down the toilet. And and your uninsured motorist property damage. If your insurance agent's got a hundred thousand dollars of uninsured motorist property damage on there, he's ripping you off. Because unless you got a car that's worth a hundred thousand bucks with no collision on it, you're not getting any more for that than if you carried the minimum on it. Much less if you just took your chance and dropped it. So you may be able to drop other coverages and save that thirty bucks rather than have to drop the collision. But it's a good question, and you can call me at two two one two one two eight on Monday, and I can give you specifics about what the cost on your vehicle would be. Which of course I couldn't over the air. And I will. I will say that this is one of the best insurance agents uh, that I've ever had. You said that was 2211? 2128. 
and we have customers all over Arkansas, so we'd be glad to hear from you in Cabot or anywhere else within the sound of my voice. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate it. Thank all right, you for Kevin. calling, Kevin. Thanks a lot. We appreciate that of you calling in. Let's get a break in. Final break with uh, Carl Kimball. We've almost uh, ate up our hour. We'll come back, finish it up. When we, uh, if you got a question about car insurance, now's the time. 823-0965. Uh, Applied Research of Arkansas wants to know if you have any warts. Because if you have warts and you're ready to take action... They have new clinical studies going on that could wipe those warts completely away. Uh, participants receive free study-related care. You get medication as well as compensation for the time and travel involved for these studies. To uh, apply online, go to arcarkansas.com, and when you bring up their website, uh, there's little pull-down menus that you can go to that has something about one of the wart studies they're doing. Fill it out. They'll let you know if uh, you will be a participant. And they got other studies going on as well also far as, you know, bladder problems or you got uh, prostate problems, all of those things. They've, they've got studies going on, and you can put your name in for those as well. Their phone number, 501-954-7822. That's 501-954-7822 to call ARC Arkansas. That's one word, arcarkansas.com on the web for Applied Research of Arkansas. All right, 22 minutes after 4. Coming up in the next half hour, for you who probably did not get to hear it, uh, we'll play the uh, speech that President Trump gave uh, this afternoon. If you hadn't heard the government shutdown is over until my birthday which is february 15th so uh during that three-week period the congress will have time to put together their idea of what's necessary on the border and then the president will look at it and if he can agree with it we'll sign it and if he cannot he will either shut the government down again or use his uh, executive powers in some way to get things done. So he's given them 21 days. Get it done. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I just hope that we do what the Border Patrol says needs well, to be done. Well, he's already said that that's his part yeah. of it. He's I, mean, no, I don't want to glorify Trump. I don't want a vanity project for Trump. But, yeah. but I, want what, I want what the Border Patrol says they need to protect our country I'll against invasion. The person invasion. needs a vanity project is Pelosi. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> She's had a few of them already, I, could, I think, yeah. from the look of her. Well, her face is as tight as a snare drum. What can I tell you? Anyway, bottom line is that Carl is here today. It's been a good hour almost now with him talking about insurance. And I'm not blowing smoke up your dress today, Carl. You are one of the best uh, that I've ever dealt with. And for with the sake of your viewers, cars. I am not wearing a dress. No, he is not. He is not. Hey, I'm, not I'm not bl- blowing it up your pants. How's that? You know, during the break, you mentioned a mutual friend of ours, Joe from Joe's Garage. Yes. And I tell you, my goal every year 
is to be as good an insurance agent for Joe as he is a mechanic for me. They're good, aren't they? I don't know that I can say that I meet that standard, but I try hard. You try hard. You try to make it make it right. And I try to do a good job for everybody by like token too. Okay, now I got to ask you one personal question. Okay, it's not real personal, but it's personal. Uh, My life's an open book. You had you had that uh, that car. That you love so much. I was on my way to be a guest in your studio yes. when it got totaled. And, it got, and your car got totaled. Have you been able to get another one, or well, did, yeah, you, buy, that, uh, as did a, you buy another last, one? Uh, about uh, over a year ago. Yeah, I've got – if you came down in the parking lot of this building right now and looked at what I drove up in, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Really? That's between good. Between that and the other. Back uh, a year ago last fall – I, after I got healed up enough from the accident that I could get back into it again, I started looking for one just like it, and I found one in Spring, Texas, that was almost like two peas in a pod, identical to the one that got totaled on Markham Street. Uh, yeah, I guess it's been a year ago last got August. Got hit pretty hard in that. Two years ago, last August, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I guess it was a year, yeah, a year, year ago, ago, last August. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I found one in Spring, Texas, that was just identical to it, but it had fifty thousand less miles on it than mine did when it was totaled. I said, so, I, so you got a better car? So, well, I I got the exact same car. Yeah, but I flew down to Spring, Texas. I drove it back, and I got to tell you, I thought I was getting a heck of a deal getting one with fifty thousand less miles on it. Uh-huh. Everything on the old Crossfire that I'd had to replace or fix in the previous 50,000 miles, I've had to fix or replace again. <laughs> so, you know, the convertible top had to be replaced again, oh. the, the heating regulator, everything on it that went wrong. And I didn't have too much. I had pretty good reliability from that car. But, yeah. But everything that did go wrong that I had to have replaced has had to be replaced again in that, and since I got the new one. But it's, it's, it looks great. It runs great. Uh, it's kind of old-fashioned because it's got the six-speed manual transmission, but that way I can drive. So what? I, I can drive around pretending like I'm 16 again, you know. Because when I was when I was young, I'd love to have a car like that. But I couldn't afford one then. Yeah. Now I just got to be careful. I can afford the tickets. I, I, you know, I'm of the opinion <laughs> that to, if I were 16 again, I had, of course, the uh, the Challenger. Yeah, you're the big yeah. car. Yeah, 440. Not Challenger. Um, Charger. The you Charger. Told me you had a Charger. The Charger. Now the Charger is the Challenger. What they well, did with the Challenger is made it look like the Charger when I had one. Well, the the, the Challengers now look uh, a lot like the Challengers and Barracudas of the early 70s. I had a 69 Barracuda, which was the interim design between the original kind of space bubble looking one of the 60s mm-hmm. and the one that looked exactly like the Challengers in the early 70s. But, uh, but yeah, the, that's the one that, that Chrysler Corp's using for their big muscle car. Yeah, now. man. I think they're, I think they're nice-looking cars. That's, in, that's an interesting because I, I'm, I'm sure you're seeing this in insurance. <clears throat> That a lot of cars, sedans, have gone the way of the dodo bird. We got yeah. You got pickups, and you got SUVs and crossovers. Yeah, but what? Yeah, it's oh, wait. Me. No, I'm going to ask you. What is the third best-selling cars on the market? The new muscle cars. Yeah. No, well, that doesn't surprise. Not, you see a lot of them out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, I can't tell you how many of those challengers I've seen. 
Yeah, quite a few. That's the only reason that I wouldn't get one is, gee, hey, with the Crossfire, at least I got something that you don't see very Look often. Look different, yeah. You know, with the Challengers and the and, and the Chargers now, they're nice-looking cars, but just, boy, it seems like I you wish, see one on every block. I wish they had not gotten rid of Pontiac, because I would still Hey, go you had back. a couple of good ones, I didn't did. You? Yes, I did. I, I'd go back and buy another one of those, or buy the GTO that they had come out. Just come out with one year, and then they went out of business. Well, I'm hoping I got one more really good car in uh, my future, so I'm saving up my pennies on uh, every paycheck to try and build up my short-term savings to the point that because I got zero payments right now, other than you know month and to month. And that's important. I got zero debt, so I'd like to I'd like to find one that's not too old, not too high a mileage, but that's a real comfort. I keep the Crossfire as long as I can fit in it. But I'd like to have the Crossfire for fun. I'd like to have one big car that's comfortable for taking long trips in. And I want to pay cash for it and not get a car payment. So what do you so, want? You know what I think looks really nice is uh, Genesis makes a really nice-looking car. And Consumer Reports gives them excellent service report from their current owners. So yeah, if you want to know that's about that, definitely look Joe. Oh, Joe yeah. will tell you. Hey, listen, I never buy a car without going to Joe over it first. Yeah, that makes sense. Let him well, go I, over take it back. I wasn't case. able to get, get him to go over the, the one that I bought in Texas. That was sort of an impulse yeah. buy. But, but the first thing I did when I got it back was take it to Joe and get Joe to go over it completely. But, but yeah, he's my go-to guy when it comes to cars. Phone number for people to get a hold of you. If you want to call Carl Kimball at Chenal Insurance and get some good, friendly insurance advice and a good rate, you can call me at 221-2128. It's easy number to remember, and I, I vouch for this guy. If that means anything to you, he does a great job. You need to go see him. Thank you so much, Dave. Your high opinion means a great deal to me. All right. Carl Kimball, he'll be back on in the Dave Ellswick Show, but he'll be talking big-time politics at that time. Let's take a break, and then we'll have the president's speech for you. Thank you very much, my fellow Americans. I am very proud to announce today that we have reached a deal to end the shutdown and reopen the federal government. As everyone knows, I have a very powerful alternative, but I didn't want to use it at this time. Hopefully, it will be unnecessary. I want to thank all of the incredible federal workers and their amazing families who have shown such extraordinary devotion in the face of this recent hardship. You are fantastic people. You are incredible patriots. Many of you have suffered far greater than anyone, but your families would know or understand. And not only did you not complain, but in many cases, you encouraged me to keep going because you care so much about our country and about its border security. Again, I thank you. All Americans, I thank you. You are very very special people. I am so proud that you are citizens of our country. When I say make America great again, it could never be done without you. Great people. In a short while, I will sign a bill to open our government for three weeks until February 15th. I will make sure that all employees receive their back pay very quickly or as soon as possible. 
It'll happen fast. I am asking Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to put this proposal on the floor immediately. After 36 days of spirited debate and dialogue, I have seen and heard from enough Democrats and Republicans that they are willing to put partisanship aside, I think, and put the security of the American people first. I do believe they're going to do that. They have said they are for complete border security, and they have finally and fully acknowledged that having barriers, fencing, or walls, or whatever you want to call it, will be an important part of the solution. A bipartisan conference committee of House and Senate lawmakers and leaders will immediately begin reviewing the requests of our homeland security experts and experts they are, and also law enforcement professionals who have worked with us so closely. We want to thank Border Patrol, ICE, and all law enforcement. Been incredible. Based on operational guidance from the experts in the field, they will put together a homeland security package for me to shortly sign into law. Over the next 21 days, I expect that both Democrats and Republicans will operate in good faith. This is an opportunity for all parties to work together for the benefit of our whole beautiful, wonderful nation. If we make a fair deal, the American people will be proud of their government for proving that we can put country before party. We can show all Americans and people all around the world that both political parties are united when it comes to protecting our country and protecting our people. Many disagree. But I really feel that working with Democrats and Republicans, we can make a truly great and secure deal happen for everyone. Walls should not be controversial. Our country has built 654 miles of barrier over the last 15 years, and every career Border Patrol agent I have spoken with has told me that walls work. They do work. No matter where you go, they work. Israel built a wall, 99.9% successful. Won't be any different for us. They keep criminals out. They save good people from attempting a very dangerous journey from other countries. Thousands of miles, because they think they have a glimmer of hope of coming through. With a wall, they don't have that hope. They keep drugs out, and they dramatically increase efficiency by allowing us to patrol far larger areas with far fewer people. It's just common sense. Walls work. That's why most of the Democrats in Congress have voted in the past for bills that include walls and physical barriers and very powerful fences. The walls we are building are not medieval walls. 
They are smart walls designed to meet the needs of frontline border agents and are operationally effective. These barriers are made of steel, have see-through visibility, which is very important, and are equipped with sensors, monitors, and cutting-edge technology, including state-of-the-art drones. We do not need 2,000 miles of concrete wall from sea to shiny sea. We never did. We never proposed that. We never wanted that, because we have barriers at the border where natural structures are as good as anything that we can build. They're already there. They've been there for millions of years. Our proposed structures will be in predetermined high-risk locations that have been specifically identified by the Border Patrol to stop illicit flows of people and drugs. No border security plan can ever work without a physical barrier. Just doesn't happen. At the same time, we need to increase drug detection technology and manpower to modernize our ports of entry, which are obsolete. The equipment's obsolete. They're old. They're tired. This is something we have all come to agree on and will allow for quicker and safer commerce. These critical investments will improve and facilitate legal trade and travel through our lawful ports of entry. Our plan also includes desperately needed humanitarian assistance for those being exploited and abused by coyotes, smugglers, and the dangerous journey north. The requests we have put before Congress are vital to ending the humanitarian and security crisis on our southern border. Absolutely vital. Will not work without it. This crisis threatens the safety of our country and thousands of American lives. Criminal cartels, narco-terrorists, transnational gangs like MS-13, and human traffickers are brazenly violating U.S. laws and terrorizing innocent communities. Human traffickers. The victims are women and children. Maybe to a lesser extent, believe it or not, children. Women are tied up. They're bound. Duct tape put around their faces, around their mouths. In many cases, they can't even breathe. They're put in the backs of cars or vans or trucks. They don't go through your port of entry. They make a right turn going very quickly. They go into the desert areas or whatever areas you can look at. And as soon as there's no protection, they make a left or a right into the United States of America. There's nobody to catch them. There's nobody to find them. They can't come through the port because if they come through the port, people will see four women sitting in a van with tape around their face and around their mouth. Can't have that. And that problem, because of the Internet, is the biggest problem. It's never been like this before that you can imagine. 
It's at the worst level, human trafficking, in the history of the world. This is not a United States problem. This is a world problem. But they come through areas where they have no protection, where they have no steel barriers, where they have no walls. And we can stop almost 100 percent of that. The profits reaped by these murderous organizations are used to fund their malign and destabilizing conduct throughout this hemisphere. Last year alone, ICE officers removed 10,000 known or suspected gang members like MS-13 and members as bad as them. Horrible people, tough, mean, sadistic. In the last two years, ICE officers arrested a total of 266,000 criminal aliens inside of the United States, including those charged or convicted of nearly 100,000 assaults, 30,000 sex crimes, and 4,000 homicides, or as you would call them, violent, vicious killings can be stopped. Vast quantities of lethal drugs, including meth, fentanyl, heroin, and cocaine, are smuggled across our southern border and into U.S. schools and communities. Drugs kill much more than 70,000 Americans a year and cost our society in excess of $700 billion. The sheer volume of illegal immigration has overwhelmed federal authorities and stretched our immigration system beyond the breaking point. Nearly 50 migrants a day are being referred for medical assistance. They're very, very sick, making this a health crisis as well. It's a very big health crisis. People have no idea how big it is unless you're there. Our backlog in the immigration courts is now far greater than the 800,000 cases that you've been hearing about over the last couple of years. Think of that, though. 800,000 cases. Because our laws are obsolete. So obsolete. They're the laughing stock all over the world. Our immigration laws all over the world, they've been there for a long time, are the laughing stock all over the world. We do not have the necessary space or resources to detain, house, vet, screen, and safely process this tremendous influx of people. In short, we do not have control over who is entering our country, where they come from, who they are, why they are coming. The result for many years is a colossal danger to public safety. We're going to straighten it out. It's not hard. It's easy if given the resources. Last month was the third straight month in a row with 60,000 apprehensions on our southern border. Think of that. We apprehended 60,000 people. That's like a stadium 
full of people, a big stadium. There are many criminals being apprehended, but vast numbers are coming because our economy is so strong. We have the strongest economy now in the entire world. You see what's happening. We have nowhere left to house them and no way to promptly remove them. We can't get them out because our laws are so obsolete, so antiquated, and so bad. Without new resources from Congress, we will be forced to release these people into communities, something we don't want to do, called catch and release. You catch them. Even if they're criminals, you then release them. And you can't release them from where they came. So they go into our country and end up in places you would least suspect. And we do as little releasing as possible, but they're coming by the hundreds of thousands. I have had zero Democrat lawmakers volunteer to have them released into their districts or states. And I think they know that. And that's what we're going to be discussing over the next three weeks. The painful reality is that the tremendous economic and financial burdens of illegal immigration fall on the shoulders of low-income Americans, including millions of wonderful, patriotic, law-abiding immigrants who enrich our nation. As Commander-in-Chief, my highest priority is the defense of our great country. We cannot surrender operational control over the nation's borders to foreign cartels, traffickers, and smugglers. We want future Americans to come to our country legally and through a system based on merit. We need people to come to our country. We have great companies moving back into the United States. And we have the lowest employment and the best employment numbers that we've ever had. There are more people working today in the United States than have ever worked in our country. We need people to come in to help us on the farms and with all of these great companies that are moving back. Finally, they're moving back. People said it couldn't happen. It's happening. And we want them to enjoy the blessings of safety and liberty and the rule of law. We cannot protect and deliver these blessings without a strong and secure border. I believe that crime in this country can go down by a massive percentage if we have great security on our southern border. I believe drugs, large percentages of which come through the southern border, will be cut by a number that nobody will believe. So let me be very clear. We really have no choice but to build a powerful wall or steel barrier. If we don't get a fair deal from Congress, 
the government will either shut down on February 15th again, or I will use the powers afforded to me under the laws and the Constitution of the United States to address this emergency. We will have great security. And I want to thank you all very much. Thank you very much. That was the uh, president earlier today. And now we will uh, see what happens with Congress because they're going to determine whether uh, the uh, president will end up having to shut the government down again or, as I think he'll do, make a decision uh, an executive move to uh, build the uh, the barrier, the wall, the uh, fence, whatever you want to call it, on the border. All right, we got three minutes till we get to the top of the hour. Let me remind you that PI Roofing Home Solutions have bought uh, Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services. That's just an additional thing that uh, now PI Roofing can do to make your life better at your home. If you've been a customer of Tommy's, you can be assured that PI Roofing's team are going to continue providing the highest quality gutter cleaning uh, at a great value to you. And on top of that, if you've been using them for gutter cleaning, now uh, you've got PI Roofing in your corner and they offer comprehensive roofing and home repair expertise. That home repair means that if you got a leak and it stained your ceiling or somebody was up in your attic and put their you know foot through the ceiling or whatever they can fix that for you too that's what the uh, uh, expertise of their home repair can do for you as well you want to learn more about that easiest thing to do is go right to the website and uh, the joel and And Veronica have a great website at piroofing.com. Joel and Veronica, co-owners of PI Roofing, piroofing.com. All right, news is coming up, top of the hour. We'll do five minutes of catching up, and then we'll come back to the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, we're supposed to have Josh here, and we'll talk about movies here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's final hour of the Dave Ellswick Show for this week, and, of course, Friday's you know, Fun Friday, we've had on Matt Smith. We talked about movies that are going to be out uh, this weekend. If you want to see some of the uh, movies that are up for Academy Awards, you want to go to Riverdale 10, they'll be showing nothing but, you know, the movies that are big uh, up for awards except for Glass. It's going to be showing again. If you haven't seen it, I re- recommend you go see it. If you think you're going to see a high, you know, action movie, I don't want to tell you that's not going to be that way. Mm-hmm. But it's a great movie. Have, okay. Did you go see it yet, Zach? I have not. Have you seen it, Josh? I haven't. Okay, you got to see it. It's a, I went and saw Broly instead. Oh, it's yes. yes. My Dragon what? Ball Z got Broly, right the here. Dragon Ball Super oh, movie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys. Dragon Ball Z. What? Could do. Hey, uh, what? here's what's crazy. Pikachu. We, we went to see it on a Wednesday night, the opening night. Yeah. The theater was only showing one showing, and there was a line, long line down the sidewalk, and they even had a big sign that they sold out. Where did you go to? Uh, and I went to the one in Fort Smith. Okay, and uh, it was so everybody was so everybody was mad. So they actually opened up another showing. Yeah, because I went to the rave 
And that's and, how I found out about these people in Hot Topic. Like, hey, because you could uh, take your tickets to them and get broly hair. Yeah. They're like, hey, uh, they're doing a 930 show. And so we went and saw that. But even in, I looked at Fayetteville, every single time was sold out. Well, see, when I went, I went to the rave and there was about two or three different rooms for the movie, I went to the 7 o'clock one. And that room was packed mm-hmm. from top to bottom. And I mean, like I said, good thing I got, we got our seats probably like last Monday mm-hmm. to get like the seats right behind the railing instead of, you know, at the very top or at the very bottom. But that room was packed. It was mm-hmm. the number four movie over the weekend. Now, I got to say this. You know you are an ultimate geek if you're going to go see Dragon Ball Z crap. Yes. I, I will just say, I don't get it. I have never gotten it. Mm-hmm. And I won't go see well, it. See, the movies are self-contained, so that don't matter compared to a TV show. Or not, someone, don't matter, man. Someone like me, an anime fan, Dragon Ball Z was see, the. I'm, int- not, I'm not an anime. I got fan. you. I got you. But for me, you know, it was the introduction and the gateway for a lot of people around my age. Mm-hmm. Let's say go back 15 years ago to get into the genre. Basically, the and only the- anime movie that I am sold on. Yeah is uh, the one they made into live action here recently. Ghost in the Shell? Ghost in the Shell. Love Ghost in the Shell. That, that, that was a yeah. great, great sci-fi. Right. That was done And Battle Angel, well. Angel comes out next month. And I'm looking forward to that. And the reason I'm looking forward to that is because James Cameron yeah. is with it. You know who directs it, right? Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez. And so, it's been delayed, so you know, hopefully they've made right. improvements. Because it was supposed it's, to come out last year. It's getting mm-hmm. really good reviews, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to I wish I could get it. to New York sooner, because in New York, Austin, and L.A., they're doing the Battle Angel experience. Okay. Up, but it's up until the movie comes out, so uh, I won't be in New York until after that, but I'd like to do that. Yeah. yeah. But what's crazy fun. about it, I think... Dragon Ball was one of those that's really opened people's eyes. It almost made more money than Aquaman, and it was showing in half the theaters. Yeah. It was only showing in a 1,000 theaters, mm-hmm. and it made almost $10 million. Okay, so does it have really the weird characters, the people with the, the really funky hair and all of that well, from that the is, cartoons? That is Goku and that's, Vegeta. That's, that's, that's the Saiyans here. Okay, all right. That's, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just, I look at that, and I just go, mm, I don't think so. Well, they turn their hair blue and yellow. The same thing with you know Pikachu. I'm not... Pikachu. I'm not a big guy about that. Well, stuff. see, it was Pokemon and Digimon. Those were the two about 18 years ago that were out at the same time. Most of people were onto Pokemon. For me, I love Digimon better. Okay. But, watch yeah. that movie, the one with the Detective Pikachu. Watch it hit like 200 million. Man. This right. is going to be It's going to be one of those like two, three generations movie where everybody then goes it's going to be one of those things that I'll have just another strike against millennials. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> so Dave. We got we disagree there. I'm we just dis- we just disagree there. Well, and, and you know I saw Spider Verse, and I agree with you mm-hmm. that it was great as far as the new animation feel that it had. Yeah, story wise, didn't turn me on. Really? Nope. Interesting. Didn't turn didn't turn me on any at, at all. It was like they were checking every box they could for political correctness. <laughs> well, that's what Miles Morales was created for in the first place. Yeah. Because, you know, for a minute there, you know, people, you know, a lot of people are exposed to him now because of, comic, uh, I mean, the movies. But, like, back then, you know, a lot of people referred to him as the Obama Spider-Man. Well, see, I got into him in 2016. That's when I was getting back into comics. And, um, like I say, on the front page or whatever app I was using, you know, he popped up. I'm like, oh, there's a black Spider-Man. Let me check this guy out. And I did. I became a fan. See, I would be better if they would have just gotten Black Panther going mm-hmm. quicker. I mean, Black Panther should have been made into a movie long before it was. Yeah, right. To be honest with you, so I, I don't know. All right, so let's talk about 
movies that you, you know, don't get into the Pikachu stuff right? or Spider-Verse stuff. Give me the, the latest movies that you've seen, say, in the last, since December. Okay. That you've seen that you highly recommend that people catch them before they leave the theaters. Hmm. Okay, since both of you have not seen Glass yet. Yeah. If you want a thinking man superhero movie, this is the one for you. This is all about Samuel L. Jackson's character, Glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a kid and born with a, a, gen, a genetic problem. His bones are very brittle. That's why they call well, he calls himself Glass. And how he uses the power of thought, basically, to get these three superheroes going. You have to understand that what M. Knight proposes for you to think uh, in his three movies, Unbreakable, Split, and, of course, uh, now Glass, is that comic books aren't fantasy. Comic books are reality yeah. that is actually happening in the world around us. I think it's an interesting uh, supposition to throw out to people. Mm-hmm. And so now you got this new movie called Glass, which expounds on it, and I think makes it re- it, it's really good. Well, see, the way you're describing Glass is, you know, it's different from when Split was released, you know, because I watched that two years ago. You know, it was just amazing to watch James McAvoy play this one guy changing characters. Well, he's the best part of this movie. And so that's why Split was huge. You know, you're like, wow, you know, you wanted to go, the previews were great, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the movie came out. Like, man, this is a very good movie. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, the way you describe in Glass, how it's a thinking man's movie. It is a thinking man's Not movie. Not everyone wants to do that. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the problem. And and I'm that's why when I was asked last week, or was can it come out last week or week before? I think it was, it was last, last week. week. Okay, when it came out, and I, I went and saw it on a Thursday night, yeah. I was asked about it, and I said, 60% are going to love it, right. 40% are going to hate it. Mm-hmm. Because they're expecting these big fights and stuff, and that's not what you get. Yeah. you got to sit and think about what M. Knight is saying here. Well, if they want the fights, they can go see Dragon Ball Super Broly. There's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. action in it. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. It's, it's oh. like almost the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I... You guys are starting to talk in a way that you might get me to go see it. Just, well, they, they've been pushing for this. It's not know. playing in Cabot. It's that's not right. there. That's not right. There. It's one of those... Uh, that's why I think this would could be one of those where they show more. It's one of those because they kind of did like a Fathom event where it was only showing certain nights at certain theaters. It's like uh, this one, sh- like IMAX. I was almost wanting to go see it in IMAX, Man. but it only showed in like a half a dozen cities in the country, and Memphis was the closest. Okay, like wow. I was tempted to go to Memphis just to see it in IMAX. I wish I could have. And seen it was one night only. Because, see, they've been pushing for this one since San Diego Comic-Con. They've been doing the uh, Dragon Ball tours. Mm -hmm. And the last one I went to, they did just just one in L.A. at the premiere. And then the one before that was the Dallas one that I went to at the um, Dallas... uh, Fan Days, Fan Expo down in, in Irving. Okay. And they had it big, big stuff. They, even the woman running there was like, we didn't bring it up. We didn't expect this big of a turnout. We didn't know. I mean, it's just it's just surprised everybody. You know how so, you have- so you guys are all closet fans is what you're telling me. Oh, I'm not a closet, closet fan. Closet No. Okay. Uh-uh. 
But evidently, I, I the think people they didn't expect people it. to travel from so far away to see it. Oh uh, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I do kind of. There are a lot of people out there who are probably fans of Dragon Ball Z or Super whatever. But like I say, probably were afraid to come out. Like I said, to be labeled as a geek or whatever. Yeah, right. I do agree with you that. But there's probably a good percentage of fans like that. Everybody mm-hmm. that sat behind me was all decked out in camo. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you people, I wouldn't have expected to go see a movie like that. Man, that, that place was packed. They were dressed like whatever was on the seats that they were sitting in so they were in total cambo <laughs> probably just like the different characters in the movie but but i mean you just had i had a feeling about the movie you know just sitting down talk to different people like you know this is going to probably be huge and it was it was big time all right with that said so what movie i said glass mm-hmm. that i would highly recommend people go see it but don't think that it's like marvel or it's like dc it is nothing like that and i i just think it's a it's you know it's a movie that if you're not into that you know every moment is a big action moment tent pole kind of feel Mm -hmm. (laughs) you'll enjoy this movie it does it it's got a lot of talking in it and a lot of interesting things coming out of that talk Mm. Okay, well, it's the last movie I've seen because, you know, Glass is really the first big movie of the year and the first big movie since Aquaman. So, you know, the last the movie I would suggest is Aquaman, basically. Okay. I've seen it three times now on the big screen. Did you, it, what, did you pick up anything in the second one that you didn't see in the first time you watched it? I probably did not because I was pretty much alert during the first time, you know. Okay. It was just, you know, the first time was just, you know, wow, you know, the, it was the beauty of it, basically. But I wanted to go see it again at least one or two more times, and I did. So that's the movie I would suggest, basically. Okay. You mm-hmm. really liked it a lot. I did. I did. Because Aquaman, I feel like it's always been underrated as a character in DC. Now, the people, a lot of people talked about him. But now with um, Momoa playing the character and his look, you'll get more people flocking toward the character in the comics. You know, it's uh, the look of the new yeah. Aquaman, not of the classic Aquaman. Right. The villain in Aquaman is more like... The original Aquaman. <laughs> you talking yeah. about Orm or King Orm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he came, He came. you know, blonde and, and right. kind his of... Brother. His brother. Yeah, 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 his brother. So I, he, he filled in basically what Aquaman looked like uh, in, the, in the beginning. I will say this. Uh, if you want to know the reason why Zombieland 2 will <laughs> not pick up from the end of Zombieland 1... Because Emma Stone could have done right from the, that point, and so could have uh, you know the other two male leads, but the third, uh, the, the the second female could not. All right, because if you want to see what she looks like now versus what she looked like, and was Indiana right? Wasn't she Indiana? I'm not zombie. Sure. Yeah, I think I she was. Indiana. Yeah, she yeah. was Indiana. She's gorgeous. She's the girl that Aquaman's hanging out with. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. And she looks totally different, all right? I'm yeah. Saying, she grew up. It's kind of like us who went through the Mickey Mouse Club with Annette Fudnicello, and then she started doing the bikinis movies, and we said, oh, yeah, I saw she's it. different. <laughs> yeah, I saw Amber Heard in this, um, what was the movie about this kid? I guess he was a kickboxer or whatever. And um, she was, I guess, you know, like his, um, she was just interested in him. Yeah. And um, they became girlfriend and boyfriend. That's, that was the first time I ever saw Amber Heard. Yeah. And so I became a fan basically then. 
but I got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're looking over at the man, the myth, and the legend, Josh. Last movie you saw that you tell everybody to go see other than you can't talk about Pokemon, okay? Not, or Digicom or whatever the hell it is, okay? Digicon. What else you got? It's a toss-up. It's like either go see Spider-Man, Aquaman, right, or, you know. This movie. Yeah, that Okay. One. So, since I hate the other two. Or Glass. That's what but, I mean. Yeah. Did, you haven't seen Glass yet. No. You, have, you I mean, guys have got, this weekend, I'm going to see it. that's your homework. Go see Glass. And then I want to hear what you thought about it. Mm. I gave it an A. Thought it was really, really good. A lot of people say, an A? It's a D movie. I'm just telling you. It's, it's going to elicit that kind of response from people. I don't know why people hate to just um, basically respect other people's opinions on movies. You know, well, I respect their their opinion. Not, not you, but like you say, you know, you labeling as an A movie to you, but you know, someone's response to your, you know, your comments on the film, they will think, "What's wrong with you, Ghostbusters?" Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show, one hundred one point one FM, the answer. All right, let's get back before we uh, go to where I was talking about Ghostbusters. We got four minutes. Let's talk to Lefty. In Little Rock. Lefty, what's up? Hey, Mr. Ellswick. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Hey, listen, uh, I'm enjoying this conversation y'all having about the movies and stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to go check out that, that movie Glass. You said it, it's, but it's more like, it's, is it more like it's serious? It's not like comic or it's serious, like, right? No, it's serious. <laughs> okay, so it don't have, like, funny parts in it or nothing like that. It's not like uh, comic or nothing, right? No, it's, it's, it, it is as far from Marvel and DC as you can get. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. But, you know, do you recall, I remember, I'm, not, I'm sure you're familiar with the one, someone spoke in the band, and they had that one with Chevy Chase, what was it, Vacation or something like that. Remember that? That was so funny. I remember when I saw Silver Streak. It just, why don't they, they ought to make more movies like that, you know, like comical movies. You know? Well, <laughs> you know? I understand I what you're like saying. That. Yeah, comic, you know, here's the problem that we ran into with, with comedies. If it wasn't raw and if it wasn't blue, it didn't get made. I mean, if you if you see Silver Streak, there's very little blue humor in that, and you got Richard Pryor in that freaking movie, okay? But well, it, yeah, it, cool, had, yeah. it had good writing to it. It was really good. It didn't it didn't yeah. depend on you know uh, you know rude sexual innuendo yeah. all mm-hmm. the time to, for their laughs. Right, right. Well, yeah, that's true. Right, you, yeah. Well, see, that's why I was mentioning about vacation. That wasn't much kind of like that. You know, it was more like that guy, you know, Chevy Chase has his family and all. And yeah. he goes and he's supposed to trade in his old car for a better vehicle. And he comes back, remember, with that junkie steak suet with all kind of parts from all kind of different years. And his wife, like, honey, what did you get? What is this? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the the better part is when they put grandma on top. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that point. Yeah, that was really funny. And I had they, me rolling all over the place. And they, now, and, you they, know? and they forgot. I'm going to let you go on this. And they forgot to unhook the dog from the lead. And they drugged the dog for how long? A long distance. One of my favorite parts of Christmas Vacation is when they go to get the Christmas tree and he pulls under the log truck. You remember that? I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Oh, you got to watch it. Anytime I see that thing come up on internet, on on Showtime or mm-hmm. whatever, 
I'll stay there and watch it from wherever I come into it. Yeah. Between him and and uh, was uh, Quaid plays his what? Is that his brother? It's his brother. Yeah, playing a, his brother and uh, Dreyfus and her husband. Julia Dreyf- Louis Dreyfus yeah. was the neighbor with her and he's husband. Out, he's out empty and <laughs> the RV. That's just so funny. That's just such a great. Oh, the part that part. kills me the most. I, I, I love the part where he's empty in the RV, but the part that kills me the most is when he turns on the lights and they're in the bedroom and it just lights up like like New York City's worst Time nightmare. Or when they come come home and the, the, the ice in the uh, gutter has come out, crashed through the window, and it's all melted, so they don't know what the heck happened, and all that, all their expensive stereo equipment is torn up. And everything. it was a great movie. It's just a, that those those are funny movies, and there wasn't as much vulgarity in yeah. it as they would have used today. The lubricant on this, the disc. Yes, great stuff. All right, before we we're going to have to go to the. Uh, uh, the the news here in a moment did you find that yeah story? i found it okay we got a minute so let's just hold off we're right. gonna come back they made a super announcement i mean i i got a hold of uh elizabeth who takes care of my social media when i saw the new ghostbuster trailer that they're going to make ghostbusters again they're going to pick it up right from the marshmallow man all right mm-hmm. and i said we got to post this and we did we got I got a bunch of hits off of it. People were like, oh, my God, yes, yes, yes. And then one of the women from the the remake Gosh. that had the female cast said some of the most stupidest things I've ever heard. You never knock your source material, especially when it's a classic that just puts yours to shame. Mm-hmm. So we'll come back. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Right now, I got to get you to the news. The president has, uh, you know, getting the uh, the closing of the uh, government taken care of. That happened earlier today. We'll see what else is going on right now, and then we'll be back with you. Josh is here. I've got, uh, of course, Zach here and myself. All right. So now you you can't say the words. All right. But when you come to the bad words, Josh, go beep. All right, I need to go beep or whatever. And uh, here's what the what Jones had to say from she was part of the cast of the latest Ghostbusters, the Me Too Ghostbusters, the uh, female, you know, all female Ghostbusters. See, I think that that movie would have really worked is if they didn't get behind that whole you know kind of narrative if they'd had some guys really involved in it and not 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 what was it was it chris hemsworth yeah was it hemsworth that played yeah. kind of the who Secretary? was it yeah who was that that was amanda Jeanine? pete was that amanda pete that played that part who? oh that was uh, annie potts okay and amy potts thank you so they had her him play her see just flipping it to me didn't make sense i mean if you want to make your point there's better ways of making your point but anyway Here's what Joan said when she heard that they're going to remake, not remake, they're going to they're going to have a sequel to the second Ghostbusters, all right, where they met it on the top of the of the building with Zool and all that crap, right? 
Oh, that was the first one. That's still the first one. Yeah. Okay. I must. That just, one was out in 84, and right. Ghostbusters 2 came out in 89. Yeah. Okay. All right. And they've already got Bill Murray resigned to do this. They've got Aykroyd. Sigourney Weaver says she wants to do it. Ernie Hudson said, they bring me a contract, I'll sign it that day. And I saw a small article. I haven't seen it anymore, so it may have been just a rumor. But I'm hearing that Rick Moranis may come back and play his part in that motion picture. So that would be kind of interesting if he would come back. He hasn't been in anything at all. You're right about that. He just did a a voice for something. And was it for an, anim- an animation? Yeah. Okay. But he's ta- he took care of his kids because his wife died. Mm. And he kind of pulled back from the industry. But here's what Jones said. This is such, you know, she's been around for a while. I can't believe she was this, mm. as I would call it, Bush. All right. Minor leaguer, so to speak. Go ahead. Yeah. She said, because uh, someone tweeted, says, so you're going to bring back, and he listed the female's name. Right. Because that would be awesome. She said, so insulting, like, bleep us. We didn't count. It's something Trump would do in Trump voice. Going to redo Ghostbusters with men will be huge. These women ain't Ghostbusters. Ugh, so annoying. Such a bleep move. And I don't give a bleep. I'm saying something. I know she knows she's going to get a lot of blowback for that. And then the other thing is, you got to look at how that plays in the industry, to be honest. Because you just ticked off a lot of people acting like that because i'm going to tell you what the people who love ghostbusters didn't get all that excited about a female cast doing ghostbusters no all right it hurt them in the childhood and when they came up to this ghostbusters where they're picking it up from the exact end of two and are going to do three now uh it was an overwhelming Love fest on and, internet. And about you know, it. he was in Ghostbusters too. Who was? Jason Reitman. Oh yeah. When they showed up at the party and he comes come and says, My dad says you guys are full of crap and she's like, Jason. Yeah. That's that's him. I mean that's, he's, he's, he's directing. He's the yeah. son of the original director. And he's been writing the script for a long time. Okay. Yeah. With those other guys in my in mind. And it's sad that one of the main three will not be there because he, he passed away. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what finally got to Murray. I don't know. Murray's a strange cat, man. Yeah. I mean, he's just a strange cat. There's a documentary out right now on Netflix about people who have had run-ins with him, just met him. Okay. you know, Like just, in New York, like if you're eating in one of those cafes, he'll come up and take a bite of your food and look at you and be like, it's okay, you can tell your friends, but they're not going to believe you and walk off. Yeah. You're joking. <laughs> no. no. It's stuff that he does. He's, uh, he's crazy, man. He really is crazy. I, I love his movies. I mean, I even liked Razor's Edge. Yeah. You know, but there's a lot of people who don't. And, you know, they wanted him to stay away from that that's that's ser- serious stuff. That's wild. That's yeah. wild. I mean, look, some of the biggest shots during the Cubs run for the World Series was it Bill Murray That's sitting, true. It's sitting out in the in, with the fans? That's true. That's true. You know, mm-hmm. and you just want to bring that brother up, was there and all that. It was just great, great stuff. He'd be up in the booth, you know, the, seeing the seventh inning stretch and all that. He His brother want, was in Ghostbusters too, as well. Yeah. So the key comes down to, you know, I don't understand why she did what she did. Yeah. I really don't. She that, didn't even understand her own stuff. I mean, her movie, they took place in a different dimension. 
Because okay. even from back from the first movie, they say Gozer travels from to different yeah. dimensions. And even at the very end of the post credit scene, she's like, listen, she goes, what's Zool? Well, that's what could have been, you know, a sequel if she hadn't have ruined it now. Yeah. Because I still see, because, you know, they. I went to Sony. I toured this. I saw Ghost Corpse. They had the Ecto-1 out there. Mm-hmm. And I even saw Ivan Reitman, but they told us, you know, if you see somebody, you know, you can't go up to him. I was just like, I had to hold myself back down bad. <laughs> and, um. Because they established Ghost Corpse, so and even the comics has the Ghost Corpse logo. So I always saw, yeah, they're going to make more eventually. But I mean, I still see them this being made, and then maybe years later they do a crossover and you know yeah. hop in dimensions like they've done right. in the comic books. Yeah, keep it separate. Which I think is what they're going to do with Avengers coming up. Well, people have for a long time when the X Men. They want them incorporated to Marvel yeah. in, in the universe and everything. But Well, now it can because mm-hmm. Disney owns the X-Men. Yeah. So, I hope that happens, And too. the Fantastic Four. Mm. You know? So that... And I hope against all hope, I hope they do another Fantastic Four movie and do it right. Really? Yeah. I, I grew up on the Fantastic Four. Oh, they don't Four. have to. That's Marvel's first family. Yeah, True. I mean, they got to do something... It, they can't do any worse than the last one. <laughs> I still never watched it. You never uh-huh. watched I still it. You don't watch it. Do not oh, watch it's it. It's terrible. I'm I never watched going it. to watch that. It came out, what, 2015? So me and my friend paid probably about $15 to go see it in McCain Mall in North of the Rock. And basically when the movie was over, we wanted to go up to the manager or whoever was in control and say, you know, we want our money back, you know, basically. That's how bad the movie was. It was it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, Zach will will agree with me. You just don't destroy the canon no. the way they destroyed the canon in that. I don't even know what they were doing. They they just put something together. Yeah. And it had to have diversity. Exactly. And it had So to out of have, all of them, which one's the best one you've seen? I think the first one was the best one. I can agree with that. I thought they did a good job. Yeah. I thought, you know. Are we talking about the first one that went straight to VHS? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about, you know, actually making Ben Grimm look like Ben Grimm, you know, the yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, as far as that was concerned. But, the uh, one with Michael Chiklis? Yes. Right. And um, who was the female? Uh, Jessica Alba? Yeah, Jessica Alba. Alba. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was, it was a good, it was a good movie. I thought so, too. It could, have been, it could have been better, but the CGI would have had to be better. That's the key. Is that when they made it, the CGI isn't wasn't even close to what it is now. Fantastic Four 2015, 9% by Rotten Tomatoes, and it doesn't even deserve a 9%. It should oh, be no. zero. It should be zero. Oh, they gave a 90% to the last one that no, was made? Oh. 9%. Oh, 9%. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I definitely agree with that. It should be lower. That. should be zero, like the uh, movie with, um, what's the guy from Greece? Um, John Travolta. John yeah. Gotti. Gotti. It should be zero. Or Will Farrell playing Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> you know, and that, what did it, it finally ended up with a 5%? Oh, I'm going to check that too. I mean, oh. it was maybe 9%. Oh I mean, gosh. it got really, really bad reviews. Anything you've seen on Netflix that uh, you think everybody should make sure they see? Um, I know you watch Netflix a yeah. lot. I'm going to say avoid the Godzilla anime. I heard about that. My friend about the new movie, I yeah. heard that. The other ones is pretty good from what I'm told. The first one. Like one and two were okay, but three was terrible. Um, this I most recent one. Bad. That's number yeah. three. Mm-hmm. But one and two weren't good either, is what you're saying. I didn't like Really? Them. Okay, what was it you didn't like about them? They just, it, uh, it took place like 
20,000 years in the future. Yeah. Godzilla taking over the Earth, and the Earth had adapted to Godzilla. So, mm-hmm. like, almost everything on Earth is, like, Godzilla DNA in it. Right. And it's, yeah. I mean, okay. even in the second one, Mechagodzilla is, a, is evolved into a city. And then this one, they just completely ruined King Ghidorah. Well, I got to tell you what. What was it? Ready, set, play, or whatever that movie yeah. was? Yeah, Ready mm-hmm. Player One. Yeah, Ready Player, player one. one. That was my one of my favorite parts was when Mechagodzilla, the oh, guy, yeah. guy yes. put it on him. Because in the book, right. it was a RX-78, but yeah. they couldn't use the Gundams. So, but yeah. Oh, wait, no. That was Iron Giant. Yeah, but still. Mechagodzilla was in the book. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, he was in he was in the uh, movie for sure. Yeah, I kept pausing that th- through those scenes just to, to to point out everything that was in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And all the cameos, a ton of stuff in that. movie. I really enjoyed that movie. I really did on the big screen because, like I said, I'm not a you know like YouTube from of '80s pop culture or that, but yeah. still, it still touched. I'm like, man, this movie is awesome. Well, what's kind of cool is that Spielberg didn't include. In fact, I don't know if he included any. Of his own pop culture from the eighties, I don't think so. I think that he st- kept his stuff out of it. Yeah, Except, Back to the Future wasn't his, was it? Was it Back to the Future? No, I don't his? think so. Uh-uh. Yeah. So the DeLorean, of course, yeah. was there, but yeah, it was a fun movie to go see. But it's like you mentioned, you really have to watch it more than one time to get right. all the Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're like a split second and they're all going over the true. place. Yeah. All over the place. I do like Chucky in it, too. <laughs> yeah. And that's funny. It's Chucky! Chucky and King Kong. Yeah. Yes. King Kong was good in it. Of course, and, uh, a bunch of Street Fighter characters are in it. Yep. I've got to watch it one more time. Yeah, that's I one, need to. Speaking of Street Fighter, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, if you haven't seen that yet. Okay. Is it pretty good? Yeah, it's it's very good. Okay. Because okay. I'm like, how can you beat the first Wreck-It Ralph? Add internet to it so they can go travel. Yeah, internet. it was good. <laughs> and having all the Disney princesses was pretty good, too. Uh, that whole entire scene at the Disney website, when you've got, not spoiling it, but every different Disney property, if you know what I mean, in one scene, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, and the king of cameos, you know, even making a cameo in that. Yep. So Ooh. bottom line, it's, a, it's, a, it's an all right movie. It was all right. Not what it's not the first movie. The first movie was the best movie, right? With Ralph, it was good. It was really good. You talking about Howard? What? Howard? Howard? What? Howard the Duck? Okay, is that who you're? Was saying? he anywhere in there? Is he? No, there? no. <laughs> no. Who's the cameo of? Tell tell him who the cameo the is. King cameo, Stan Lee. Stan Lee's in there. Okay. It's a. What is his final cameo going to be in Avengers? Uh, I they well they well they filmed whenever they would film them they'd film several of them for right. just in case right so he, they've got him I, as far as I understand they got at least half a dozen still oh really do you yeah. think do you think they will probably CGI him in the future Possibly. I hope not okay I hope not I hope mm-hmm. they don't CGI him because it's not him no it's, mm-hmm. yeah it's not I don't think that you can see I don't think CGI is good enough yet to get. That man's character, yeah, but right. It, yeah. I thought they did well in the Star Wars. Yeah, stuff. Leia mm-hmm. Tarkin. With, with, uh, That's know, what I see Peter them maybe doing something like that with Ramus. Yeah, well, they're going to have to use him in in Ghostbuster. Maybe he comes back CGI'd as a ghost or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But as we get more Spider-Man animation movies, like he was in Spider Verse, he'll be included still because it's just animation. He'll All be right. great now. What have you seen that you think? 
on Netflix now. We're talking Netflix. What's the latest you've seen that you really like? Finished up um, Narcos Mexico two weeks ago. God, I haven't seen all of that, but it Gosh, was fantastic. it was so, it's so good. good. Where I left off at. It was so good. Just watching the. Uh, do, do they finish? Just before Guzman comes on to take over the the Mexican we cartel, don't, no, we don't get to that yet. No, I think there's going to be another season okay. before we even get before to that. Guzman comes. Yes, okay. mm-hmm. it's going to be that one can go for a while. But yet. with Guzman, you know, because he is in Narcos Mexico, just from the small scenes we get, you're yes. like, man, like because he's probably the same age as Felix, and then he's like hardcore. Just, He'll kill anybody. I mean, he stand, he stood over the guy and just. Pop. Yeah. And you're like, they're just looking at like, why did you do that? <laughs> he didn't have necessary reasons. Exactly. I haven't started Punisher yet either. Me neither. I haven't watched Punisher yet either. I don't know why. I'm. Maybe it's because I know it's. there's no more after it. That, I know we're going to have the new season of Jessica Jones. Yeah. But you, you when you counsel Daredevil, to me, for the majority of Marvel TV fans, they all lose hope. Because that's the outright best Marvel show. But what's going to happen when Disney starts streaming later this year? Okay. Are they going – look, they, they know how successful – they know how successful that was all. I think they, have, I think they can't stream the other the, – that universe for like no, no, three no. years. I'm not saying that they're going to stream what's already been done. No, I mean they can't make – like new continue. They can't continue it? Right. Even, okay. even though they own the rights to it? Yeah. Well, wow! Interesting. Three years. I cannot imagine Disney. I, mean, I can't imagine that. Disney giving that up. But to me, when you counsel Daredevil after this just spectacular season three, which was even better than season one, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we don't even think about season two. To me, I, season two was fine. It was okay. Yeah, but you, it was kind of boring. Exactly. It's like you know what? That's disconnected from these two. You got that season just separated, just like you know the Ghostbuster movies. Separated from the the universe, yeah, right. But season one and three, and you counsel the same it. thing with the uh, you know the, the the martial art guy. The second I, season yeah, was a, very good. Iron Fist was very good. Season huh. two, I agree. And it, it really years. stepped up his game. How much? Two years. Two years. So there's a clause that prevents the characters from any non Netflix series or film for at least two years after cancellation. We see Charlie Cox, he's already in his late thirties, so he'll be fine. Luke Cage is care um what's his name? Can't think of his name right now, but and he's, he can come back and do Luke Cage. Can, yeah, he can still do that. Yeah. Je- Jessica um Ritter, um whatever Kristen Ritter, she's still in her mid thirties, I believe. She's very good in that. Yeah. Oh, he is very good in I don't this, think in the, movie. I don't know who else could play that character to yeah. the truth. The way she's playing it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. They got a big and then you know John Bethenhall, mm-hmm. is that how you Bethenhall? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know he's the per, one of the. He's, I I wasn't sold on him being the Punisher. Yeah, the guy I'm sold on, of course, is uh, Thomas think, Jane. Right. I I I think he was fantastic Look. in the very first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and and then they didn't make another one, and he got too old for the part. Yeah, they made a War Zone. You know? That's right. Well, that was Peterson, though, wasn't it? That played uh, Daredevil. Uh, that was a uh, uh, the same guy that plays Heimdall in the Thor movies. Yeah, and the same guy who plays played uh, Polo in Rome. Okay, the HBO series. Oh, I he was I... that. He he played that as well. Okay, with that said, uh, I'll tell you what movie I believe mm-hmm. you need to see off of Netflix. It's one of the best. Martial arts movies. Ray I've, Stevenson. That's I've, who it was. Ray Stevenson. Is okay, that that I've ever that I've uh, I've seen. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Final break. 
for the Dave Ellswick Show this week. All right, so have you guys on Netflix seen The Raid? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, Thailand movie. Mm -hmm. And Thailand has been making some of the best martial arts movies out there. Used to be, you know, China or Japan. Right. It is Thailand now that's uh, breaking all the rules and and doing some good good stuff. Well, The Raid was really good, and it introduced us to a guy by the name of, I think, I'm going to try to pronounce this, sorry, Iko Yuas. That's uh, I-K-O and then U-W-A-I-S. Better than what I would put That's what this, what this guy's name is. Uh, he's got a new movie out. Came out last year. Got on Netflix just in the last couple of months. Russ, you, you like uh, the martial art movies? You like I call them chop suey movies. Do you like them? <laughs> Every once in a while I do. Okay. Here's one you got to watch. Let me just warn you right now. Your wife will not after the first 20 minutes you won't want to watch any of it all right uh, the movie is called the night mm-hmm. comes for us yeah uh after sparing a girl's life during the massacre an elite triad assassin is targeted by an onslaught of murderous gangsters mm. this is one of the most outrageously violent movies i've ever seen and let me just tell you the Raid, which was the Thailand version of Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. You saw, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's vicious. Yeah. But the martial arts parts in this movie are just out of this world. You're selling me on it right now. You will, about- you will not change it. Now, I'm not saying that the story is the best story. It- because it's like all the other Thailand movies. Yeah. It's not about the story. It's about the action. Exactly. And that's there what you, you see in this movie. Yep. And yep. I really, really, really like the only other movie lately, martial art wise, that I have liked is the South Korean movie, I Saw the Devil. Okay. And I don't I can't find it on Amazon or on Netflix anymore. I hate when things are not on Amazon. Yeah. I feel like Amazon should have it all. Well yeah, I agree with you, but I'm just telling you that I saw the devil, which is about a serial killer that kills a detective's fiance. Okay. And then mm-hmm. he becomes him to get him. All right. He starts acting like a serial killer so he can get in the mind of the of the killer, and that's a it's an incredible movie that's as well. That's wicked. That is wicked. Yeah, and it is a wicked movie God. as well. But this one here, The Night Comes for Us, mm-hmm. outrageous. It's just uh, watch it, you'll enjoy it. If you're if you're into that kind of movie, you will not be able to turn it off. Mm. I, I think I need to watch that tonight. Which movie you said that you cannot find? Um, I saw the devil. Well, it says here that it's on Amazon for. I guess you rent it for three dollars. Okay, you got to rent it though. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Okay. Well, if if it's three dollars, well spent. Mm-hmm. I'll just tell you, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's as crazy as this one is. Okay, but this one takes takes the the martial arts stuff way over the top. I'm you'll going, you'll okay. want to see it. Okay, so I'm going to watch that tonight. All right, well, no NBA good. basketball. I, you just, just text me <laughs> later. You'll thank me for seeing it. It's mm-hmm. two hours long, Yeah, I just looked at because I was going to ask you that. Yeah. All right. So anyway, thanks for coming on, Zach. No problem. Appreciate you joining us. And of Josh, haven't seen you in a while. Things going okay? We got 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, that's all the answer I need. <laughs> we'll have him back on here in the very near future. Tim Lim will be coming back on next couple of weeks. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. See you Monday right here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.